0: Cause it's a pick! A distant destiny child, you know it
1: will be rockin' Cause it's flippin' insane It's just a pick! A
2: distant child, more precious than a diamond on the platinum chain In Hello, Beach, and welcome to the, I guess, season finale of The Pick, although this is kind of a departure from our usual format. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, And who are we? Why? We're Sean Lemmy, John John Otney, Otney, Colin Westman,
3: and Matt Kirsten.
2: And and guys, I I think this one might go a little long. Um, Damn it! (laughs) uh, I think I think there's a there's probably a lot of opinions uh, on the podcast tonight about how the the sequel trilogy closed out. But before we get to that, we typically do uh, a segment called uh, "Little Picks," where we each little bring our picks. own uh, little picks, our own little.
1: Uh, little pick. <laughs> uh,
3: See, it's recent- music to Nancy because he hasn't heard it a million times. Little pick. He hasn't been on any episodes yet.
4: Here's a tip
2: uh instead of little picks this week we're gonna just talk about the season finale of the mandalorian which i hope everyone saw
3: i watched it earlier today
2: Ooh, good,
3: so man. i am all caught up
2: uh, and i guess it's an opportunity to talk about the season as a whole as well uh i for one liked pretty much every episode of the mandalorian i was having a good time watching that uh, mysterious stranger and it's beautiful baby going adventures i agree i agree i i thought it was a very consistent show
1: i like the standalone adventures um i love the characters
2: i love the i love everything about fi- this show it's just filler john it's just filler i see i've heard that complaint too and i am wonder what episodes are people referring to because it seemed like they were setting up the supporting cast that all comes together in the finale yeah
4: that's all that's all filler
2: that that makes it filler
4: I, I, yeah.
1: I
2: feel like people couldn't even agree on which episodes
1: every week i'd see an episode it's like oh the mandalorian finally got it this week <laughs> and it's like it's the same show like every week i thought it was it was pretty much the same kind of thing every week and then that finale was like better like because it was everything culminating which mm-hmm. was fun and it was kind of nice that we had that it took that long to get to that point Instead of having this overarching plot That was always hanging over the whole story We could kind of just relax And just kind of explore the world of Star Wars Without having to stress out about
4: People know. don't like
1: that Why though? Why don't people like that?
4: People <laughs> just they want get... like They want huge Wikipedia revelations Like every episode <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I feel like it's almost more fun To fill out the universe with just like little Little things here and there Little hints here and there.
4: Yeah, it makes yeah, it the seem... only episode I didn't like was the Tatooine one. But... I, yeah,
1: I've heard people not don't like that one. I like that one though. Why? Just because that guy that guy
4: was a dick. I hated that guy, <laughs> and it was that guy was a dick. Well, no, he wasn't a dick. He was a horrible actor. <laughs> That's why I didn't like. <laughs> I guess that one had a lot of downtime,
1: and it also had a big section of the episode that was in the dark, and it was very hard to see in the dark in the desert. And also, the main
2: thing I didn't from the baby.
4: The main thing I didn't like about it was, like, I I liked all the, like, I liked that they went to Tatooine, I liked that they went to the cantina, like, I like all the stuff, but I felt there was way too many dialogue cues about, remember this? Like, they couldn't just set it, like, I thought it was really cool that, you know, there's no one in the cantina, and droids are serving drinks now, and... You know, after the war, things have kind of, like, there's not really any scum and villainy left. And I thought that was cool, but, like, you know, Amy Sedaris says carbon scoring and womp rat. Like, two references that we've already heard in this show. Like, it was cute the first time, but are there any other Star Wars words we can say? That just kind of annoyed me. Fair enough. I like that she looks... I know what carbon scoring is. She looks like... Yeah, I don't know uh, what the fuck
1: you're talking about. I didn't even understand that. That that was a (laughs) reference to something?
4: So, you know, carbon scoring is, like, the line from A New Hope where Luke is, you know, whoa, you must have seen a lot of action, R2. You got carbon scoring. And they made that reference, like, a few episodes earlier. Oh. So it just felt to me that, like... Dave Filoni's kind of like, yeah, remember carbon scoring? It's like, yeah, I know. It's a couple episodes ago.
2: You but that'll that. really
1: only du- like bug the diehards. Most people won't even put that together.
2: I didn't yeah, put that together. It's a, a Star Wars word.
4: Yeah, I just I guess it just annoyed me that like <laughs> they had just said it earlier for that effect that they're going for. Like, oh yeah, carbon scoring, cool. But they just did it like immediately again.
2: Yeah. Oh, carbon yeah, scoring. Yeah. cool. And, and is anyone like, oh, carbon scoring, cool. Like, does anyone ever have that first reaction you're talking about?
4: Of course, all the idiots online, they say, oh, yeah, carbon scoring. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Like, it's the red letter media thing. Like, yeah, I remember that. I remember that.
1: You know? It's, yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm taking crazy things. And that episode in particular I had a lot of callbacks. But still, somehow, I feel like The Mandalorian, what it does so well and what I like about it so much is for once it makes Star Wars feel so much bigger than a lot of the movies have. And I think because it feels so detached from everything that's going on in the movies, it's nice to take a step back from the Skywalker family and get to meet some other people that populate this universe and what their lives are like and getting away from Jedi for the most part. One thing I liked about the... (laughs) Finale. I don't hate Jedi. I'm just sick of Jedi. I'm so done with them, especially because of the prequels. We got like a million Jedi. That's like half. And they of all still fucking sucked, anyways. They all got killed off like a bunch of bitches. They're not even that cool.
2: Well, I mean, speaking to that, I, I liked in the finale that um, there were. How pissed were
4: you at the finale, Joan? <laughs> <laughs> because of the because of the reveal of the weapon. I mean, I liked that
1: that because. uh, I don't know. Like. (laughs) Fuck that guy. It was just one little hint of it. Like, I just need a little bit. Like, the thing is, so many of the Star Wars movies are so overrun with Jedi mythology and Jedi characters and the Force. A little taste is fine.
4: I feel like it's not true, though. I mean, we don't have to go down this whole argument, but I, I feel like only three of them are like that and they suck. You know? Like, the. I feel like there's not enough lightsabers in the. In I feel like no, I kind of feel trilogy. like the new trilogy had a lot of, especially
1: with Kylo and Rey always having that weird yeah. bond. It's just they had a, a lot of talk bond, about yeah. their power. There's and like the only Force two
2: lightsabers in the whole sequel trilogy. This but they, it's, like, it's a lot of
4: screen time,
2: though.
4: Yeah, but it's only two people. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to get try and get them uh,
2: three or four people. Yeah, 3 4. <laughs> anyway, what it, so Nancy, as the only person here who's seen all of Star Wars Rebels, does the dark saber showing up again make sense?
4: Yeah, it was pretty freaking, freaking sweet. I was all about it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, basically the dark is just like it's like uh ancient Mandalorian Jedi uh had it and like whoever had it like ruled.
2: Uh Yeah, and and, and the Mandalorian What I remember from the Clone Wars Is that the character played by Jon Favreau who is the creator and writer Of this show Was the guy who had the Darksaber right But it got taken away from him by Darth Maul
4: Yeah
2: And what happened after that
4: So basically uh, So one of the characters on Rebels Named Sabine Wren Was like she's part of the Kylo Ren's like mom No
2: it's just another red.
4: Just another... It's not a knight's... I think it's spelled W-R-E-N or something. I don't know. Mm,
2: that was dumb. They should have come up with a different last name for that character.
4: Probably. But, uh... So, she was Mandalorian. And in the fourth season, there's, like, a big Mandalorian plot where... Uh, trying to remember... uh, Like, you know, all these Mandalorian people come back and they start... um. Like an uprising against uh, The Emperor You know, re- rebels And uh Basically it doesn't It's It sounds like This show is hinting at Well, after they did that And uh Katie Sackhoff's character Got the Got the uh Darksaber Sounds like after they did that The Empire came in and fucked everybody up and that's what they're kind of alluding to in this show. Because the last we saw, uh, Katie Sackhoff's got the Darksaber and Mandalore is, like, reunited. And they're going to, you know, go fight the Emperor. And uh, apparently it didn't turn out so well.
2: Yeah, so it sounds like the, the Mandalorians going to have a lot of reasons to hate that guy.
4: Yeah, for sure. So, Nancy, so, you
1: yeah, must be totally smart. into the fact that, like, Dave Filoni, who's a huge Star Wars guy, is throwing in all this deep cut
4: shit. Oh yeah, into that. I, well, yeah, and that—that's the thing is like, I really liked his first episode, and then he directed the one I didn't really like, and I liked it fine. Like saying I didn't like it is harsh. I liked it. I just it was my least favorite, but yeah, I mean that, that's, and seeing him in an X wing is pretty cool. But it really sounds like he's the keeper of the lore on this show.
2: I don't. I mean, well, John yeah, Favreau
1: he... usually has a lot, a lot of writing <clears throat> credits. I, I just—it's hard for me to imagine John Favreau being a big
4: Star Wars nerd. Maybe he is. I don't know. Well, well, it's. I mean, it sounds like behind the scenes, him and Filoni are like. I mean, have you have you heard the story about you know, John Favreau's on Clone Wars because they were like working you know, you know, on the ranch or whatever and. He was like, "I'll let you see Iron Man if you let me see the Clone Wars," <laughs> oh. and and so they so they did a swap, and then he got a just did a part for fun, and so he's all about Mandalorians and all that stuff. And, wow! But yeah, Dave Filoni is like the keeper of the keeper of the. He worked with George Lucas, you know, and all that stuff. So
2: well, and they announced there's going to be a season two. I think we're all coming back, right, Colin? Yeah, sure, I'll keep watching it.
3: Or I've enjoyed him. it. Just just, just for the baby Yodas, I guess. I don't yeah. know. It, it, it has been nice to see something that's like kind of in a slightly different genre than typical Star Wars. Like I, I know a lot of people have commented on it. It's kind of like a western, and I'd like to see more of that, where like the spin-off movies like Solo and Rogue One, like they kind of feel like you know, they're, they're still just action adventure movies sort of trying to capture the same vibe as you know, all the other Star Wars movies we've seen, so seeing people sort of like tinker with the, the formula and even like the score to the show feels a little different too, so yeah, it, it's a nice nice breath of fresh air when someone like me gets a little tired of all these Star Wars releases feeling a little bit the same.
1: I think it's just nice too because it kind of mixes up the pacing of Star Wars. We get scenes like those stormtroopers who've uh, captured baby yoda just sitting around and talking just like regular people yeah. and trying to shoot that can <laughs> Fucking and stuff
4: jason Sudeikis.
1: yeah what an asshole history's greatest <laughs> villain uh, but, like, baby yoda. Y- you never you'd never a get to see time? something like that in a movie because they wouldn't have time to include something like that but on a show you can just take the time to do weird conversations and just have characters kind of hanging out and reflecting so i think it's a great mm-hmm. direction for star wars and i really hope that They kind of follow this mold with other shows. Are going to do? It's really hard to imagine an Obi Wan show being. Oh, maybe I could imagine them doing pretty much the same thing. I guess.
4: I think it'll be a little more. You know, there won't be like filler episodes. (laughs) You know, it'll it'll be a mini series. You know, like a long movie. You know that. That's what I like about Mandalorian. Is it's like this is a show you tune in every week and. They go on adventures, you know. Not everything needs to be Game of Thrones, and so. But I think when you when you have a succinct like six episode Obi Wan thing, it's going to be pretty. Moving the plot along. Yeah. Keep an open mind.
0: Yeah.
2: And hopefully Disney can come up with some other exclusive content for us to get excited about. In. All the following okay. months between. Yeah, them. it was
1: like this, and now it's like Ugh, you guys want to be like, what is it? Clone War season seven or some bullshit.
4: And that's still a while. Siege off, of Mandalore, it? John. Siege of Mandalore.
1: But aside from that, they don't have anything until the end of next year. When, uh, yeah. what's the next big show? Is, there is that Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier is at the end of next year. It's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier,
2: yeah. and also the season well, two of the Mandalorian.
4: Mandal yeah, Mandalorian's fall. That's true.
1: Okay, so we got some stuff and Cassian
4: Endor sometime oh yeah yeah I forgot about that one my favorite character Cassian Endor I'm just all about Alan Tudyk coming back
2: yeah I mean for me the part of the what made The Mandalorian so good is it's set after Return of the Jedi which is like if you're doing a prequel at this point that's the period I'm most interested in because it's the period we know the least about um so I'd like I don't know. more to can be done. Can we there. stop
4: saying the word prequel?
2: No, it's all prequels.
4: Do sequels? Yeah, but the, exactly. So the the prequels have using that word is like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense when you're talking about you know you can pick any timeline and any you know you have this vast timeline of of settings to put stories. So anything that becomes not at you know they're not going post episode nine for a while i bet so everything will be a prequel so i feel like that word really loses its meaning (laughs) you're just picking a time picking a time spot and going to it and seeing what's going on there
2: and maybe this will tie into one of my complaints about rise of skywalker but before we get to that i just want to help recap for people what it took to make this movie happen um so episode nine we didn't know the title uh was apparently uh first going into production all the way back in june of 2014. that's when um i'd forgotten about this john reminded me that this happened Uh, ryan johnson was announced as both the writer director of episode eight um but also hired to write a treatment for episode nine um and then more than a year later in august of 2015 is when Colin Trevorrow was brought on as the director of episode nine, um, and he was going to co-write it with Derek Connolly, his his frequent writing uh, collaborator. So August 2015, uh, our next update um, was in February of 2016. So another half a year passes, um, and that's when uh, production of episode eight. Finally kicks off, and uh, supposedly uh, pre production of episode nine begins. So, this movie was like formally being talked about, worked on actively uh, as far back as, as February of 2016. Um, and, uh, and from what we know from Ryan Johnson uh, and others. Is that Carrie Fisher was going to be a big central character in Episode 9 originally. Um, So, unfortunately, that part of Episode 9 changed significantly in December of 2016 um, when she passed away. By April of 2017, so nearly three years since Ryan Johnson was announced to be writing a treatment of Episode 9, Ryan Johnson announces he is not involved in the writing of Episode 9 at all. He has no involvement of it. He just did episode eight. Um, and that was a couple months before our, we really got our first hint of troubled Star Wars productions. Um, June of 2017 is when uh, Lord and Miller leave uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, uh, sort of in the middle of the production. And uh, and Ron Howard gets brought in. So that's our first sign that that things aren't going perfectly smoothly in star wars land i think oh. uh although obviously carrie fisher's death wasn't wasn't planned uh or uh, something that they could easily adjust to um so ron howard comes in by august of 2017 a couple months uh after lord miller leave um it's announced that jack the throne or jack Thorne. i think i might have written his name down wrong. i wrote down jack throne <laughs> it must be <laughs> jack Thorne. it's a cool
3: name <laughs> if it's
2: uh, uh a playwright is brought in to rewrite episode 9 uh i saw that his most famous credit is that he did the stage adaptation of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child um i i totally missed this um and then a month later in September of 2017 Colin Trevorrow either leaves episode nine or is fired from episode nine, depending on who you asked. Supposedly, uh, him and Kathleen Kennedy had a terrible working relationship, uh, and he could not deliver a script that satisfied her. And so in September of 2017, he throws in the towel. Um, that same month, JJ Abrams is announced as the new director of episode nine. Um, and he says he's going to rewrite it with Chris Terrio, uh, and they're even going to meet with George Lucas to get his thoughts. And Talk about chlorians. <laughs> which apparently, that's mostly what George Lucas wanted to do. Um, November of 2017 is when we find out that Ryan Johnson is going to get to do his own trilogy. Uh, we never really know any of the details there, except that he's supposed to be involved as a writer in all three, and he'll direct the first one. Uh, to this date, that's all we know. Although supposedly it's still happening,
3: I don't think it's happening.
1: <laughs> I feel like they're gonna <laughs> whup out feeling. because the
2: the fans
1: are so rabid in their hate for Last Jedi that they won't yeah. let it happen. Yeah, <laughs> if they can change how the, the production of Sonic the Hedgehog, they can bury this movie. <laughs> well, uh,
2: yeah, and and to remind you guys, this is all November 2017. So the Last Jedi comes out in December 2017. All this has happened before the Last Jedi could even come out um and obviously uh everyone on this call loved that movie but a lot of people did not although i also you you hear that like a lot of it is russian trolls and bots online (laughs) who knows how many people really didn't like the last jedi but speaking for myself i've met a lot of people that didn't like the last jedi so i think it's fair to call it a controversial movie um unfortunately uh in february of 2018 uh perhaps the first public move after the last jedi backlash uh is that uh star the star wars people decided to bring in some creatives that everybody loves so they announced benioff and weiss the (laughs) game of thrones creators are going to come in and create a new series of films so not even necessarily a trilogy it could be an ongoing thing um then they're gonna that'll be their first project after they finish the last season of game of thrones is what we hear in february of 2018 um in may of 2018 solo comes out and goes on to be the first star wars movie to lose money at the box office um i kind of forget where everyone here landed on it i think we all thought it was fine uh, and kind of a miracle that it ended up being as good as it was given that ronna howard maybe reshot all of it or some of it who knows um,
4: Every time I watch it, I have more fun <laughs> well,
2: that's good <laughs>
3: um, uh, Yeah, I mean, it doesn't speak well to the movie That the most entertaining thing about it Was that guy who fell asleep in it That was snoring <laughs> louder than I've ever heard a human being <laughs> snore before <laughs> But yeah, it was, it was fine
1: Also had John Favre
2: Also had John Favre mm. Um The actual principal photography for episode nine, uh, happens in starting August of last year and continues all the way to February of this year. Um, and the one thing we know about that is that JJ Abrams changed his approach, uh, in that he was, he had his editor on the set and they were editing scenes as they were shooting, which, um... I don't think it was just like, hey, here's a new novel approach to filmmaking. I think it speaks to, we are worried about this movie. We want to do focus testing. We are going to make this as fast as we possibly can. Um, I don't know if... if focus, you, what do you, you mean guys by
4: focus testing?
2: Show like it screen? to... Yeah, show it to as many people as we can as soon as possible to get opinions and so we can reshoot things.
4: I think it was more that they... We're like, you know, trying to put out a movie in like nine months. Yeah, what well, a very special so effects-heavy movie. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Um, so that so I
4: don't, I don't like to speculate on like what they were doing because we have absolutely no idea.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, we can only guess. Um, but we do know that principal photography wraps in February of this year. Um, and that the formal reshoots were from september to october of this year Um, that doesn't necessarily include you know digital alterations or anything else they could have possibly done basically right up to the release date Um, but the last part of the star wars story i think right now before this movie is released is that in october of this year uh, benioff and weiss sign a huge netflix deal and announce that they're walking away from star wars entirely uh leaving as far as we know the only star wars movies in development uh being the uh ryan johnson trilogy maybe
3: <laughs> which seems extremely doubtful that it'll actually happen it more just seems like they haven't canceled it yet rather than it actually being in production i don't know
4: it doesn't it seem to you that Kathleen Kennedy loves Ryan Johnson, and we're letting like these actually like they're in love? <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I feel like every time she's asked about it, she says glowing things about The Last Jedi and Ryan Johnson, and we'll probably get into this later. But despite what people feel like, I, I, my opinion is that this movie does a lot. guys are going to laugh at me but i think it really supports and 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 you know pushes ryan johnson's story forward whether you like those places they went or not but i i think like i think jj loves the last jedi i think chris terrio really likes the last jedi from this interview i wrote or read it i i I don't get the feeling that they're going to cancel this just because they haven't pushed it forward right away you know I feel like Ryan Johnson likes to write and direct movies, obviously. He just came out with one. So they're gonna give him space and time to develop. Like development, if you let it happen, can take a long time, right? Yeah. So I, I I'm 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 optimistic that Ryan Johnson will do more Star Wars in the future.
2: I sure hope he gets to. Um, I I think i've said before that the stuff i like least about the last jedi a lot of it is because he has to account for things that were set up in the force awakens and so the idea of him getting his own blank slate to just make a star wars however he wants to do it is really appealing to me and obviously the last jedi is one of my favorite star wars movies so Uh, i i also agree i think i think we would have heard something if they had called off the deal um I I think I
4: just think I just think it's nobody's priority right now which does not mean because a bunch of assholes on the internet hate Ryan Johnson I don't think that really has much to do with it.
1: Maybe they'll they'll wait for fact some of that to die down a little bit too. Maybe the nerds it will, will move never on die. And, down. They'll be mad at something else. There's I'm sure there's something else to be mad about yeah, soon.
4: Which is why it's a good idea to <laughs> if they play it like this if they play it like okay, we're going to do something else in between this, right? Because now all these people are saying, like, oh, wouldn't it be awesome if a, a deranged billionaire had complete creative control? That's, like, what I love about Star Wars. Like, that's what people are saying now. People are nostalgic for the prequels who hated the prequels. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I'm not saying like a new generation of fan. I'm saying people that hated the prequels are now like, oh, God, it would be so awesome if George Lucas, like, came back. So I'm I'm thinking like they put another trilogy in between them and Ryan Johnson, and then people are like, oh, remember Ryan Johnson? He was so awesome.
2: That's why I'm already at. That's or they'll me. just
3: or they'll just let George Lucas direct his own trilogy at age 100 <laughs> or something.
4: <laughs>
3: it's the weirdest fucking shit. At you've least he ever had seen. like ambitious ideas. Like he was like
1: trying stuff, you know.
4: <laughs> I don't know. I I I agree with some of that stuff. I I the the my you guys know that my baseline is to give you know creatives the benefit of the doubt whether i like their decisions or not I, I it really it did when i watched like the empire of dreams documentary recently like it does kind of appeal to me that his entire career was built on fucking the studios like he didn't want anything to do with them and he finally got to a place where he could do exact, you know everything he wanted to do, and it was a completely independent film. And I admire that. I just because I don't agree with places he went doesn't mean I, I can't admire him as a. He lived long fan. enough to
1: see himself become the villain. Because it was it was, he, it was good to get that creative control, but then it got to a point where people were afraid to say no to him, and that's why. Well, we yeah, got, but, that's why the prequels are I don't, bad I don't they're not think, collaborative. I
4: don't, but, uh, yeah, but that's the thing. George doesn't want to be collaborative. I don't think yeah, so I don't he should bring that it back. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> if he wanted to bring it back, he wouldn't have sold it in the yeah, first place. Of course. So, I'm not. I think George is, you know, he's making those experimental films no one will ever see. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, anyway, the whole reason I brought up the production was I just wanted to emphasize that this movie probably lost roughly two years of time that the disney had accounted for it being in development um yeah and which is again
4: why i think they'll be so cautious with future development which is why i think ryan johnson will be a part of it
3: well because this trilogy there's only a two-year gap between each movie but the original trilogy and the prequels there's a three-year gap correct it's at least yeah. i think yeah. it's
2: also funny every one of the episodes was delayed 6 months they were all supposed to be released in may and they all ended up being released oh. in december except for maybe <laughs> force awakens wasn't but definitely last jedi and um, rise of skywalker were both originally may releases and then got pushed to december
1: they kept solo in its spot
2: and they let solo the one where they fired the directors and <laughs> brought in a new director and reshot like 70% of the movie they was able to make its original release date somehow
4: well, apparently that was a direct uh, call from Bob Iger. Like, <laughs> Kathleen has said that uh, that she, you know she wanted. Well, actually, it, it was like in his book or something that he was like, "Yeah, I fucked that up. I should have." But you know, for quarterly earnings or whatever, he said mm. you have to release this movie in May, and nobody wanted to.
3: Hmm. Wow! Because otherwise, Disney is going to be tanked. There's no coming back from not releasing solo. A
2: lot, of,
4: a lot of things go into all these decisions. It's not easy. Ah,
2: and speaking of decisions, let's let's get into this movie. So the like every Star Wars, except for
4: before we go on like a huge like negative rant about this movie, I want to hear I want to hear things Sean liked about the movie. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, sure. I, like, I like C-3PO I'm not be able to deal comic with relief.
1: Sean, my first note for liked is C-3PO. Yeah. Uh,
2: the the sequels had not done right by C-3PO or R2-D2 uh, up to this point. And I feel like R2-D2 still kind of got the shaft. But I loved what they did with C-3PO here. He was his most funny, I think, he's ever been in the whole franchise. Yeah.
1: Well, like were you afraid right. he was going to die from the
2: trailers? I was. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, that. "How are they, they going to justify so stupid C3PO dying?" They weren't going to
1: kill. They weren't going to. He wasn't going to say his last words in the trailer. <laughs>
4: Come on, everybody. The one thing I, 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 I like C3PO a lot too. But the one thing I didn't, well, the one on this recent rewatch of the original trilogy, I was like, "Man, C3PO is a fucking asshole." He's constantly insulting everyone around him. And I feel like JJ's C3PO is a lot different. He's kind of a he's kind of a sissy polite. He, it's like what JJ thinks C3PO is, but it's what JJ is as a person. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like he's he's like almost all of Empire, he's just slinging insults at Chewie or R2 or Han. Or you know, it's just he's just an asshole the whole time.
2: see I, I mean, just but I I think of the him as self centered.
4: Well you he's think... like openly mocking everyone, yeah.
2: I think he just wants to not die and he thinks everyone's gonna get him killed.
4: <laughs> he lightened up
1: over yeah.
2: the years. Yeah, I no, I agree. I just I,
4: I didn't I didn't that was what I was looking for in this movie. When, because all the marketing was like, "Yeah, C three PO is gonna have a lot of screen time." So I was like, "Oh, I hope he's a fucking jerk." But
1: he's, he's, <laughs> well, that's just his actor. so you before. like the jerk, C three PO.
4: Oh yeah, I'm all about it. Because the way you're talking about it,
1: I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. If you're like, "Oh fuck this guy." <laughs> I,
4: no, I, I mean I like all like so much of his dialogue is like is just like zingers of like "fuck you," you know, like. <laughs> He calls Chewbacca like a million different derogatory names, you know. Oh, yeah. He's or, the insult comic he calls, Star He Wars. calls R2-D2 an overweight glob of grease. Like, why is a droid saying another droid's overweight? <laughs> like, that's, that's, like, hilarious. good enough to be
1: on Yo Mama.
4: Yeah, exactly. So, I was looking for that. I didn't, didn't get it. Sean, what the the one thing that really annoys me is how much Poe hates C-3PO. <laughs> Poe has a real disdain for C three PO. It's
3: because he's Which is cool. something
4: that JJ honored in the you know in this movie, a choice of Ryan Johnson's that he really honored.
2: Oh, because he's like, shut up, C three PO, in that one scene in the last Jedi. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, what else did you like about it, Trun?
2: Uh. I, I liked a lot of how the movie looks um, there's some really cool uh, fights and space battles and traveling scenes um, I liked
3: the ice planet they were on in like the, the first spaceship battle scene oh
2: yeah where it's just like it's just like ice in space
3: Yeah, I was that even used... a planet I'm not sure I could have used more of that. I feel like some of the, the looks of the planets, I, I I can never keep track of the planets, but I just felt generally like the, the color palette was a little murky for my taste. Hmm. I feel like Last Jedi was good at, I don't know, actually crafting strong visuals that were, I don't know, felt new. But I did like Ice Planet.
2: Yeah. Well, and this one also had Space Burning Man with all his puppets. What tell me it? you liked all those puppets. What, what
3: puppets? The Go, children
1: at the Burning Man Festival, there's some children that are laughing at like a puppet show and they're puppets.
3: There's puppets laughing at puppets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Double puppet. Double, double
1: puppet. Double puppet. Anytime a a movie goes double puppet, yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> puppet, session. puppet session. Puppet session. I don't want to interrupt what Sean likes. Well, about yeah. Really. What what else, Sean? What else? <laughs> just
2: list everything I liked about it. Yeah. List. I like everything. a few things,
1: but I think it's more important what you liked about it.
3: Yeah. It's all about what Sean thinks. No. No one else's opinion is important. I
4: just don't want Sean to be so depressed. <laughs> just to cheer Sean up. Because it makes me depressed.
2: Yeah. Uh,
4: I just feel like I'm on the defensive this whole podcast. <laughs>
2: I feel bad for
4: liking a movie
2: uh, I liked most of what's Happening for the first half Of the movie uh, I think it was John That pointed out to me how much it feels like Indiana Jones And that they're going to like The desert and they're going to like a city that's like Occupied You're peeking by the into what I
3: liked about the
1: movie now I'm not going to have any time for what I liked You're stealing what I liked Uh
2: Um Okay, Sean Russell didn't like the movie. was
1: on. cool. <laughs> 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 can I talk about what I like to really talk about? Sean like,
4: <laughs> yeah. No, let's yeah, fuck Sean. Let's go. Let's move on. I
1: did uh, just to, to build off of that. I did kind of like the fetch quest in this movie because it felt like Indiana Jones to me with the artifacts and that underground cave when they fall through the sandpit and the fact that Poe Dameron is is kind of dressed like Indiana Jones, which I kind of liked. <laughs> mm-hmm. My only issue with that is, it never—I don't know if it built to something that satisfying. But it was—I was enjoying the ride, even like the dumb stuff that people hate, like when they point the dagger at the uh, at the Death Star <laughs> yeah, wreckage. Huh. It was—it's incredibly stupid. But I'm like, that's like something in an Indiana Jones movie for <laughs> sure.
2: And you know what? I give that one like look. It's weird because that dagger is instrument that the guy used to kill Ray's parents. Yes. So it's weird that it's also a map thing. It makes no sense. But I just assume because it's like enriched with Sith Force energy that like whoever made it just like use the Force. He's like this is what it's got to look like. The Force is telling me this. Like people use the Force in the future all the time. So... Like of all the of all the things that bothered me in this movie, that was not one of them. It was like whatever. That's just, it's just, whatever. also. Is she looks at the dagger at the huge debris of the Death Stars? Like I know exactly where to go. I don't. Whatever. It's fine. It's the Force. The Force oh, is telling yeah. her. Right, and the one other thing I liked. that I'm done. <laughs> I like the movie.
1: Okay, uh, I like Stormtrooper jetpacks. I liked it when oh, they were launching yeah. off of their bikes and they had jetpacks. They can like, hey, fly I, now. I like this. <laughs> I don't usually like stuff like that, but it was fun. I was like, "That'd be that's going to be a great toy. i got to get that toy. That was fun.
2: If we're, if we're talking about small things like that, I love that the, they continue to use the Force Bond thing from The Last Jedi, and they even expanded on uh, in The Last Jedi. You know, It's not really uh, a
4: small thing. That's like a huge thing.
2: <laughs> like, uh, Kylo Ren gets wet at the one part because cause rays getting splashed. Yeah. Um, and they expand on that to the point where they can like give things to each other and take things each sure other. Not sure how I
1: feel about that. I, I didn't hate it, but it's it was
2: weird. I'm all for new force powers. Okay. So <laughs>
4: Same. It drives me absolutely crazy when people are like like they're just like inventing things. Like you have to, yeah. you have to stay within, you have to stay within the rules of Star Wars. Yeah, it's like yeah. the first Star Wars movie; nobody moves anything with the force.
2: Exactly. Oh, that's exactly like, what I was gonna bring up. Were people pissed oh, when Luke summons his lightsaber at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back? It was like, yeah, fucking like
4: that. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then the <laughs> it next <probably> movie, was. <laughs>
4: fucking bullshit. You know the canon? Uh, when he d- learns how to do that, he like moves a wet noodle in his soup. <laughs> so he figures that on his own wait wait where's this happen where's the wet noodle happen is this
1: in a book right after
4: right after yeah it's in a book right after a new hope he like he's on some adventure and he's like you know he hasn't seen obi-wan again but he's trying to remember his lessons and he's you know obviously obi-wan showed him this and so he's like concentrating really hard like, and like a noodle moves or something, and he's like, not sure if he did that or you know, it's all thing.
2: Just the noodle water's bu- bubbling.
4: That book, oh, yeah. book kind of sucks. Anyways, Colin.
3: Um, what are, what are you asking me?
4: What did you like about?
3: This? What did I like about it? Um, I'm just
4: trying to get this stuff out of the way. So yeah. We can start ripping it. <laughs>
3: I mean, I I liked that the like the whole gang that we have kind of seen through these past two movies actually like get to hang out together minus rose because the internet hates her but like the other because
2: she had homework to do
3: yeah sure but the other <laughs> so, core characters so, they all they all they're all kind of on the same adventure most of the time i guess ray goes off and does her own things but i don't know that's the so thing in, I, I like in, about this trilogy is the the characters yeah. something and once again does well.
4: Yeah, once again, just like people are complaining about The Last Jedi being splitting everybody up. Like, has anybody ever seen Empire Strikes Back? (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, everyone gets split up. Um, But I'll get this out of the way. So the interview I read with Chris Terrio says that they had to cut a lot of Rose's scenes because they liked her so much, so they paired her with Leia... And she had a lot of scenes that got cut out because they, Leia just didn't look as good as they thought it, they could get it, or you know, yeah. Like so, unfortunately, you know, it's not because the internet hates. You know, it's not the most <laughs> obvious thing.
3: I believe that. I, I think. I I, yeah. do, I mean, I will admit that maybe I've bought some of people's gripes with this movie that don't actually have to do with people's reactions to The Last Jedi. Like, I think critics in general were saying, like, oh, this just feels like a course correction to The Last Jedi where they're just trying to, like, reverse everything that movie did. But I don't know if that's entirely true. I think a lot of the movies... I just don't
4: think it is at all. Yeah,
3: I think a lot of the movie's shortcomings comes from just J.J. Abrams (laughs) not being nearly as imaginative of a filmmaker as Ryan Johnson.
2: I was going to say it for the end, but do you want to get into why I think this is disrespectful to The Last Jedi? Sure. Sure. So I feel like the main message of The Last Jedi is changing Mm. the status quo needs to happen. And I feel like this movie is all about Let's return to the status quo um, Like the, the the Lessons that Ray learns Are it's okay to be nobody You don't have to be From a, her- a special heritage To be important And you should learn to change Your methods from failing Instead of repeating the past um, and, and I feel like this movie was like Yeah but what if You were part of a super important heritage and what if we did exactly the same thing that happened in return of the jedi like if you look at the status quo after return of the jedi and the status quo after the end of rise of skywalker what's different
4: yeah 30 years
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> and, and 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 it's it's a bummer because you like there's nothing that will stop the emperor from coming back again for sure like we don't know he, he seemed pretty dead last time there's nothing that will stop another, you know, a second order from trying to revive the Empire again. There's nothing that cements the a, a new, new Republic. Um, and there's not even anything that will uh, prevent the, the lineage of Palpatine and Skywalker from being the most important ones, shaping events in the galaxy. And uh, I think it's very unimaginative to end up at that point again.
3: Yeah, I I
4: guess... (laughs) Sorry, go ahead, Colin.
3: Yeah, I just really wish that uh, Emperor Palpatine wasn't in this movie at all. (laughs) Because it's not like there's any references in the last two movies to him or or anything. And yeah, just after The Last Jedi, I was like, yeah, okay. This movie is telling us that we should do new stuff in the next movie. And so... uh, yeah, my him my back.
4: only counter to that is I yeah. I think where JJ gets in trouble is his task is to close out the quote unquote Skywalker saga, right? I think that was his main problem that he had to solve, mm-hmm. and that's like I agree with everything you're saying, Sean, but when you're trying to close out not just the Last Jedi but everything else before, these are logical steps to take. You know what I mean it's like it he's closing out everything I mean the 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 reason not that I agree with the decision to bring Palpatine back or actually I like that Palpatine's in it because I think it makes a lot of sense for his character for everything we've heard him he's obsessed with eternal life he's obsessed with coming back from the dead like these are all the things that he talks about yeah there he talks about them in movies we don't like very much. <laughs> But they're a part of the canon. They're a part of the lore, and so I, I enjoyed seeing him in like a weird, like, like almost like you know he had brand new skin and was you know kind of a somehow he survived. But it it, it was in a very dark side type way, you know. Um, I the the only part I don't really like is that Ray is a Palpatine. But I under but I under where they're coming from you know like he says Ryan Johnson was always saying what's the the hardest thing for Rey to hear it's that she's nobody right Mm -hmm. so even though I don't like the decision I understand that they're saying well how can we keep that but also not that yeah I mean you gotta think about the thing is they don't really people the characters in Star Wars don't know that you know most of the characters don't know that palpatine is important to us you know <laughs> so the i think it, i think it's i kind of like the fact that they make ray like the thing i kind of like about it is okay ray finds out she's a palpatine that's really hard to hear especially cuz i really enjoy leia's story in this as much as it's jarring but i enjoy that you know leia took ray on as an apprentice and just dis- despite knowing that she's a palpatine despite all this stuff because in that frame it doesn't matter who you're from it doesn't matter your lineage doesn't matter so much as what you choose to be which i think is i I think that kind of echoes the last jedi as in it doesn't matter if you're from someone it doesn't matter if you're not from anybody you kind of get what i'm trying to say
2: I get what you're saying, but it's it's just it's not a path. I think they needed to go down because it comes with the baggage of well, you're you you still are powerful in the force because of your bloodline. It's it like even if it's not the reason, like the sole reason she's as important as she is, it still becomes a reason. And I don't think it needed to be one of them. I think that, I think it's more powerful if she's just Rey. And you, you bring up Leia and. Part of what I think is interesting when it comes to Leia and lineage in the sequels is that they she still goes by Leia Organa. She doesn't go by Leia Skywalker, which seems well, it's to not have,
4: her name. Why would she change her name?
2: It, well, it, but that that's exactly so. Why would Ray take on a new last name?
4: So, in, this is where I totally disagree. I love that she chose that because she's saying it. It's not like you have to be. This is all meta crap that we're putting on the movie, right? I read a bunch of people's reactions that like I got to change my last name to the family that I liked or whatever. I thought it was very sweet that she felt a part of their family. It's it's not a lineage thing. It's just that she feels, you know, she's this whole, her whole arc is talking about, you know, who do I belong? Where do I belong? You know, do you, do you should the ending be like I don't belong to anybody? You know, then I like that she. No, sees I think the ending she is she's them she... and. But she doesn't belong she goes, with the nobody. Skywalker's. She <laughs> belongs
2: with the Resistance. She belongs with Finn and Poe and. But Rose. she does
4: belong with the Skywalker's. They both of them were her masters, and they taught her everything she knows about the Force and being a Jedi and all that stuff. Like that, she's she loves them like family. So I think
2: it's sweet that. When she, did that she, happen? She hated Luke mean? Skywalker. They had a terrible relationship. Not by the end, though. Because well, because he comes back as a ghost he, and gives her the lightsaber back.
4: Well, I'm just saying you don't think like throughout. Like she understood what Luke did at the end of that movie; she didn't need to see him again. Yeah, they uh-huh. ended on a bad note. But you don't in the, in the year that passes between those movies, she's not still hating Luke. Like she understands the sacrifice. Well, the yeah, movie. I'm not saying they're she, talking about. Yeah, it.
2: sure. But I feel like the relationships that matter to her. Uh, I mean, the, both 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 of those Skywalker relationships matter. And a relationship with bed matters too, but I wouldn't say those are the ones that define her. I th- I think she cares more about Finn and Poe, and the Resistance. I
4: don't think she does. If she cared about them, she wouldn't be training with Leia this whole movie and pissing off everybody. I think you're I think you're severely underrating how she feels about what she wants to become. Like she wants to be a Jedi. That's her whole thing.
1: But That's I think all accessible. that stuff with Leia feels way more tacked on in this movie. Does it feel like? A relationship they were concentrating on in the first two movies, I feel like the relationship they're concentrating more on was with Kylo Ren. At least that's how I felt, and I could imagine her wanting to be like intertwined with Kylo Ren in some way because it almost seems like they had some sort of romantic flair. But then his name's Skywalker, so it's like you like want to be not Skywalker. You want to be like Ben like Ben Skywalker and like want to like Ben Solo. Ben Solo, you're right. So why didn't she say her name was Rey Solo?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just feel like, I don't know, I don't think it's as big of a deal or a slap in the face to The Last Jedi as, as you guys are saying. It just feels like crammed in there. It doesn't feel like
1: that organic. Though I don't blame J.J. Abrams for a lot of the decisions he made in this because he made a movie I was, I feel like it's impossible to make a sequel to The Last Jedi. I feel like it's really hard. <laughs> I don't blame him that much for any of this because he's in a very tight Spot, and he had to satisfy fans. Cause like, why didn't they bring back Ryan Johnson for this third one? Was it because of backlash? Like, or did he not want to do no, it? He, do we know? I, I, well, I think he said he, he said that. he didn't want to do it. He said he didn't want to do it.
4: Well, he said like over and over again, like that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I don't want to do it again right away. <laughs> like he would have had to start production immediately. You know, if he were like he wanted to do his own thing for a while.
2: They made an awesome movie called Knives Out. Check the blog for top 10 movies of the year <laughs> starring Sean.
1: <laughs> it was... Uh, but yeah, no, I feel like Rise of Skywalker was tough. It's a no, it's a Kobayashi Maru. It's a no-win situation. <laughs> so the fact that we got what we did is fine. But it was weird for me because just going to this movie, I was like, well, Last Jedi is like the end of this new series. This is just some extra stuff they threw on.
2: I mean... I, I think for, it, it, for me the hanging questions are how does the Resistance come back and fight against the First Order given that it seems like the First Order is this massive galactic army and the Resistance is like a dozen people on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. and I Like, that to me was the question this movie had to resolve. I cared more about that than I did about any other hanging threat. Like, I was okay with, like, Kylo Ren chose to be a bad guy and I was prepared for him to just be the main villain of the sequel movie and have to get killed at the end.
1: Because we've seen the redemption thing already with yeah. Darth Vader. We've seen it. This is just Return yeah. of the Jedi
4: again. Sure, but you got to think, he's not only answering Last Jedi threads, he's answering his own threads. And I think immediately when he created Kylo Ren, I mean, that in Force Awakens, you're seeing him struggle with the light, which is wh- why I love that movie so much. Like, I, why I like Kylo Ren so much is I thought that was very creative. I thought having a dark side person struggle with the light you know and be like you know almost crying all the time cuz he can't deal with it uh-huh. and killing his dad and all these things he never JJ's full intention when he made the force awakens was okay you know he, he, this he's getting redeemed because you know that's that's who he is he he's never been able to officially go full you know sith or whatever and so i i, I I was prepared for that and ready for that and that's probably my favorite part of this movie. So I yeah. I know we've seen it before but it's Star Wars, you know, it rhymes, all that stuff.
2: Yeah, I think it could have yeah. been different though. I think you didn't need to bring in a new villain for this movie. I I I don't think you you, you Who's ha- the villain then? I think you can Kylo Ren can be the villain and still redeem himself at the end. In some yeah, way. but I
4: think it's I think it's I like this more. i'll just Uh, just put it like that
2: and and to your credit nancy i would say if you're going to bring in the a new villain for the capper of this franchise it probably should be a familiar face i think it would have been an even worse mistake if they were like here is goblin darkman the truest (laughs) villain of all star wars (laughs) the real mastermind the embodiment of sith power goblin darkman go on (laughs)
4: I don't know. You're, You've you're got me a treat, shot. What kind
2: of lightsaber does he have? So he's got, it's a double-bladed lightsaber But nice. one of them is red and the other one is black
1: Ooh
2: <laughs> Two evilest colors The two evilest colors <laughs> put together Is he actually like a goblin? Uh, or
1: maybe he gets electrocuted <laughs> and reveals his true goblin form
2: uh, You think he's a goblin But actually he gets electrocuted and he becomes a beautiful man <laughs> <laughs>
4: Okay, I, I just I think that Palpatine, the pa- Palpatine has to come back because this is Episode Nine of of nine. That I mean, that's you might not like the, you know, we're we're viewing this movie a little too narrowly as a sequel to Episode Eight, which unfortunately it's it's that's not all it is. So I I applaud the effort to to try to. And, you know, you know, my my main complaint with this movie is that he didn't, you know, whip out two lightsabers and have a super CGI fight at the end. So. Didn't turn it in flubber. I thought that would have really tied it together with the prequels. So. Yeah.
3: Didn't it's, it's, it's just hard for me to see this as, like, a finale to all nine movies. I, I was more looking at it as a finale to just this Trilogy. I, I mean, and obviously, like every everybody wants something different out of a Star Wars movie, but I just felt like that's the problem with Star. Wars. He, yeah, exactly. I mean, for me, <laughs> someone who t- doesn't care is like, I yeah. just wanted to see them set up new characters and like run with them, which they do for a good amount of this trilogy. I wish they could have just like committed to it fully. And, like, I'm basically agreeing with Sean, where I just wish that Kylo Ren was the villain of this movie and Palpatine wasn't there. Like, I feel like they set up so much compelling stuff with him and his relation to all the other characters, some of which were in the original trilogy and some of which are in this trilogy. And so I I just feel like they could have (laughs) just... Like, they had everything to just make a completely specific movie to this trilogy rather than everything else but you know star wars is huge and there's so many things that are all connected so you gotta connect them
4: exactly and and that's what i can view this movie in that lens and like and enjoy it that way because well now all the shit is over we don't have any more luke's and leia's and hans and palpatine's and darth vader's and you know the next thing will be hopefully you know that that's what they keep telling us about Ryan Johnson's thing is like anything you've possibly thought of from previous things is not in this it's completely new planets and people and legacies and uh, you know and so that I guess that's why I'm okay with this movie i mean there's a lot of execution things that fall flat for me but i'm not there's going to be more things forever and so you're going to get your different stuff, but in the first six years of Star Wars being quote unquote back, and you're saying that Luke and Han and Leia are in this movie, they're, it's going to be a legacy story for the most part. And I'm impressed at how much of that they moved off of. You know, like I've talked to people where they're like, I hate the sequels because what they should have just done is had three 60 year old. Actors be the complete stars of the new trilogy. And hey, it worked for Kingdom you know. of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, exactly. Classic. Like that, this, this is what a lot of people, what a lot of people wanted, and that's why they don't like the new one because of new people, you know. So, I feel like it. I feel like this is as good as it could have gotten for 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 me, and and I'm really excited to see, you know where Star Wars goes in in other platforms like we talked about the Mandalorian which is why I like it so much all the things you guys were talking about with with taking your time and exploring corners of the galaxy and all that stuff I I think it's I think it has a very bright future so I guess I'm I'm not as harsh on the things I don't like about this movie because I because because I'm almost glad to be done with with this era if that makes sense
2: I saw someone online put it as um what we wanted were new adventures for the old characters, what we got were old adventures for the new characters. <laughs> exactly.
4: Exactly. And that's a I mean that's a JJ Abrams recipe.
3: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it might have been worse if Colin Trevorrow had directed. <laughs> oh god. <laughs>
4: and that's the thing is like when people are, you know, I just hate the internet so much. <laughs> it's like people are bashing and bashing and bashing Kathleen Kennedy about, like, firing Trevorrow or having such a bad director. Well, isn't that her job if she doesn't like, if she thinks what he's bringing is bad?
3: You
2: yeah. Know?
4: I mean, his,
3: claimed, job. his claim to fame job. is directing bad Jurassic Park movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe like, he's not that great. <laughs> Yeah.
1: oh but the next one guys there's dinosaurs all over the world <laughs> did you guys see that short that he made it's for yeah. fx there's dinosaurs all over the world <laughs> and <laughs> they're bringing back the whole squad sam neill's back jeff goldblum's back well
4: Dan's that's back. the magic recipe is there you know you you've never had a sam neill and jeff goldblum movie at the Unite same Unite the three <laughs> yeah yeah
2: which you know, it's funny because I feel like the Star Wars equivalent of that is like every Star Destroyer is a Death Star now, which they did in this that movie. That
4: was so awful. Yeah, it's like, like one of my one of my favorite Star Wars, the guy I watch in in a line with a lot, YouTube guy is like, he absolutely hates super weapons. <laughs> yeah, like he's like, oh my god, why? Like, I, I tolerated the, you know. Star Killer base.
2: Yeah, I feel like in retrospect Star base was the biggest mistake the first two movies made was having that and blowing up the entire New Republic halfway through the first movie in the trilogy. And then I forget
4: how I forget how like confused I was when I first saw that movie cuz they don't explain any like you get an absolutely no I didn't know the resistance is not the republic it's you know it's it's, other thing like it's so confusing it it
2: really they should have let it build to that moment over time like maybe that's a moment that happens at the end of last jedi instead of halfway through force awakens it's wild that's
4: the, the that's the other thing that people complain about is there's no no vision for for the overarching trilogy like not even a guideline, <laughs> or like, or maybe we think yeah. this is where it'll go. I,
2: I mean, I think the, the like, it work. It can work either way. Like, if if you have a here's everything that we want the plot to movie two and movie three to be written when you write movie one, then whoever you bring in to actually make those movies feels hamstrung uh, by.
4: No, oh, yeah, I don't think it needed to be. I think it just could have had more collaboration. I guess I don't think it needs to be. Obviously, the original trilogy wasn't, you know... We got kissing twins, so yeah. it wasn't that planned. But, I mean, you <laughs> you, ha- you have, a, like, people talking to each other more about, you know, what's going on. Because it seems like Last Jedi was a surprise to J.J. Abrams and, and you know, vice versa.
2: Mm-hmm. So. so, Nancy, how big is the First Order? Why do they need a whole second fleet of Sith star destroyers
4: That's the the impression I get is it's not as big as the empire. It's not it's not Like when we meet the empire, they've been in in complete control for 20 plus years, right? Right. When we meet the first order, I mean the the first order when they attack Hosnian Prime, that's like their introduction. And so I think in that year between 7 and 8 which you know are back to back and this one which is only a year later i think they're 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 not they're not the empire they're not in complete they're not a government they're just going planet to planet you know not even taking people over necessarily just you know setting up you know trade blockades and shit like that <laughs> um you know what i mean they're they're just kind of a military force that's going around bullying people. I don't think there is... I think it's a little more chaotic than than the Empire was. So
2: it's less that they're this oppressive force and more that there's just no one to stand up to them. Yeah. Although it still just seem like... Doesn't a Star Destroyer have a crew of like 100,000 people? It still seems like that's a lot of people.
4: <laughs> well, yeah, but... 100,000 people, there's 7 billion people on the Earth. So there's 7 billion people on every you know, thousands of planets. Don't you get the
2: impression though that every planet in Star Wars has like two cities and like a couple dozen people (laughs) that live there? Yeah, but
4: we don't don't know that. We have to assume they're real planets. I think it was a I think it was a powerful force but I don't think it was nearly as controlling as I think that was their end game, which is why, you know, the Final Order was so appealing to uh, Kylo and, and all that
2: stuff. So for me, like the big missed opportunity to pick up where the Last Jedi was in regards to the First Order is that um, they they have Finn, who is a stormtrooper who realized the First Order is bad and he switched up on them. And then this movie introduces another character whose name I don't know. I'll call her Lady Finn, because she's exactly Jana. Finn. Um,
4: Jana. Janna. Jonathan?
2: Jonathan? <laughs> um, like,
4: it's like Jonna or something. Jonna?
2: And- Janna! <laughs> okay, got it. I, I, it seemed like they should have been the characters to inspire people to fight against the First Order, um, but instead they do the weird like self sacrifice thing again in this movie. Did Actually, anyone so even care about the First or Order story. stuff? No, no. I, check yeah.
1: out. I was more interested in. Emperor and his crane, the Emperor's crane. <laughs> Hell yeah! And all his so dudes. Cool. As much as I don't, I'm not really on the fence about the Emperor. Like, I don't think ugh, it was the right idea to like have him in the film. But I'm not gonna lie and say that I wasn't kind of excited when he was there, when he had all his like all his dudes out in the Coliseum Is like this
4: a movie, bunch of death metal. This movie fans. could be a. This movie could be a half hour longer with like. More of that stuff. That's was, that was like Clive
1: Barker Hellraiser shit. That's that was scary. Like it's kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know if it needed to be there, but like him flying around, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> like every time we were going cutting back there, it's like yes, we get to see more of this weird creepy coliseum shit because that location is kind of cool too. Yeah. Uh,
2: so All yeah. about it. But yeah, I was definitely totally checked out of the first. I've never cared about the first order. Yeah, it's it's a shame because they had Hux, just get like they just threw Hux away and then brought in another character who's like, I'm Hux, but I'm also loyal to the Emperor, so I'm better. I'm a better villain, I guess.
4: Well, I mean, if if you have the Emperor, you can argue about whether he should be there or not. But if you have him, Hux doesn't have any memory or knowledge, you know, or a, a. allegiance to the emperor so i i i like that they have a an older guy who served the emperor and who's there and you know
2: yeah but they could have actually had hucks you know lead a rebellion or something instead. one of
4: the things i don't like about the last jedi is like he throws away hucks yeah like, he makes hucks look like a little bitch he hates hucks you know. who he created <laughs> no i mean huh
2: we're talking about JJ. Who, who's the he? In no, Ralph right. Johnson. In, in the last, in the last Jedi. Oh, in the last Jedi. I don't
4: like. I don't like the direction he took Hux. He kind of made him a cartoon. Um, he seemed a little, a little more intimidating in Force Awakens. And so you know, JJ said, "Okay, this is how Hux is now. <laughs> we'll, we'll continue him being a cartoon." So.
2: And kill him off immediately.
4: I mean, there's there, the thing about it, you make a two-hour, 15-minute movie or whatever, Like, you don't have room for Hux. You don't have room for Rose. You don't have room, you know.
2: <laughs> and you don't have room for the Knights of Ren either, apparently.
4: Apparently. That was like the whole thing. They're coming back.
2: They're coming back. He put his helmet back together. Join his bros. Dude, Another wild. thing that I don't yeah.
4: think was a retcon... It was a logical story. Yeah, it's not
2: a retcon. Like they, like it's clearly a put together. Like they show him putting the helmet back together, and it looks like it was put back together. It's not like he just put the helmet back on.
4: Yeah, but people are saying like, "Oh, this is like fuck you to Ryan Johnson." Like, no, it makes complete sense.
2: Like, sure, he, he's making the choice to to be a follower again instead of being a leader, and I yeah, think it's well, represented like by that the, wearing that yeah, helmet.
4: Yeah, Snoke was the one who. Told him he looked like a dumbass, and he <laughs> killed that guy. So he's gonna do what he wants now.
2: So do the Knights of Ren. What are Fro- the Knights of Ren? Yeah, they're like I, the best I death don't... metal band. Look at those guys. <laughs>
3: like it's they. They you were don't pretty... need to worry about it, Colin. Okay. they were gonna fight Kylo Ren. If we're gonna talk about something. i like. I to
1: feel like we, we do have that. to worry about it though, because if you know, most people that. See these movies aren't reading these books. They don't care about these books. These knights no, 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 were yeah, in a flashback in Force Awakens, and it's like, whoa, what the fuck are those guys? And they're just like his friends. They don't do anything, and they fucking suck.
2: And then they fight him <laughs> without even like talking to him. Yeah, they're not even like, what you doing, Kylo? They're just like, okay, I guess they're fighting.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's another thing. You know, it's kind of a JJism. Is like, here's a cool thing, but. They're not going to have any significance.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like the Sith Troopers as well.
4: And Captain Phasma.
2: And Captain Phasma. (laughs) She didn't come back! Could you believe she didn't come back? I believe it. They didn't have time for her, but... I I thought it would be the recurring joke, is Captain Phasma shows up again and seemingly dies.
4: (laughs) No time. I don't know, why couldn't they make the movie longer? I was a little surprised
3: that it wasn't three hours long like Avengers Endgame. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was actually shorter than Last Jedi. Yeah. Maybe it's just because they had they just didn't have that much to like put together that was coherent. Yeah. Do
1: you guys want to go through... Uh, what we disliked Or should we just go through like characters maybe I
4: feel like that's what we've been yeah, doing I, feel like <laughs> I, I have
1: three things I haven't gotten to my dislike list Let's oh, okay. your... right, go, yeah. go for the dislike My dislike list I'll start with an easy one that I don't think most people like I don't feel and This is a small one I don't feel like you needed to throw in the Snook clones I thought that was kind of funny because Clearly, J.J. put Snoke into play in Force Awakens because he's like, this guy could be interesting. And then Ryan Johnson's like, no, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And that J.J.'s like, well, it didn't matter anyways.
3: He's just a clone. Whatever. Fuck it.
1: Like, you know, we didn't need any of that. It almost seems like J.J. doesn't like that he threw that in there in the first place because he didn't like where it went.
4: I don't know. I don't get the vibe that Ryan Johnson doesn't like Snoke. I thought it was. I thought he he really elaborated on Snoke. Yeah,
2: I I think so too. I think he was like, here's the most interesting use of the Snoke character. But
4: I you don't think JJ
1: threw it in there to be, to be killed off right away, right? You think he threw it in there because he thought there could be a lot of potential for that in some bigger capacity. Yeah,
2: but I think that's all he thought is like, there's potential here. I'm going. But to... But that's
1: the thing is like Ryan, I didn't, didn't seem like he was interested in taking what JJ wanted to do with the character. He was interested in his own. Oh yeah, I, I'm just
2: thing. saying I don't think JJ knew. I think he literally. I don't, was like, of course, he didn't know. He never. He the yeah. answers to anything he sets up,
4: but I'm sure he well, wasn't I, I, expecting him to get chopped in half in the second movie. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think, I think Ryan Johnson's intrigue in Kylo Ren was much stronger than his intrigue in Snoke. Mm-hmm. But I, I think he, I, I, love Ryan Johnson's Snoke a lot. It's kind of, J.J. J. J. really didn't have a Snoke. So he had like three lines. Yeah, and he just
2: yelled at people.
4: Yeah, but, but do we need the clones? Well, I mean, basically, J.J.'s establishing why Palpatine's in this movie. You know? <laughs> why would they clone this huge, ugly man? Why isn't he hot? Because well, they're not very good at it. <laughs> but why is he so big? It's like, we can get him big, but he's like kind of fucked up looking. <laughs> well, in... In the Knights of Ren issue 1. <laughs> okay. Uh which came out like the day before this movie. Oh wow. They allude to Luke fucked up Snoke. Okay. Like, Luke fucked, Luke him, fucked, fucked him him up, up, up Snoke. He fucked him up. That's why he looks all fucked up. So the clones before
1: that point are beautiful.
4: Yeah, maybe the I mean I doubt JJ knows about this comic book. <laughs> Story, but so. does he know that they're.
1: Are established that they're beautiful before they're fucked up? I don't
4: know. Well, I, you know, beauty is the eye of the beholder, so I don't know. Touche. Okay, moving on. I think Snoke's beautiful. Um, why are you body shaming Snoke? <laughs> I'm just say why they make such an ugly giant man? That's rude. <laughs> I know. But, like, we got all those hot clones back in uh, the Clone Wars. Yeah, they were like professional cloners. You know. This is like what if you tried to clone But something? like the First
1: Order is so big, they can't even per build off of the technology that existed like 30 years ago. It's not the First Order,
4: it's the Sith. They got resources, he,
1: you know. He's got connections. No, well, they don't even
4: know, they don't even know that this is going on. That's the thing is is Palpatine is doing this all in his basement. Hey, this, the first order okay, doesn't know about clothes. I accept
1: that.
2: Hey, this this actually brings something up that I didn't realize was something people were confused on, and now it confuses me. So my read on it was Palpatine survived the Death Star destruction, yeah. and he was all fucked up, and that's why he's in a crane in a cloning facility. Yeah, but other people online I saw are saying they think it's a clone of Palpatine, and then like there have been like generations of Palpatine clones, like like he's like there's always been a Palpatine for like thousands and thousands of years.
4: I I don't know about that, that, but, but I, I don't think it's his, but I mean, you see him, he, he looks like, he doesn't look like Palpatine. He, he he looks like what Ian McDermott looks like. You know, he, he's, his skin is like not wrinkled. He, He doesn't have eyeballs. You know, he, he's, I don't think it's, I think it's some dark side shenanigans. I, I don't think it's his body. Because cause then once he gets all messed up from the force lightning, that's when he starts t- turning back into, like he's regaining his power. He looks more and more and more, and then he looks exactly like Return of the Jedi Palpatine. I don't think he survived. I think it was some, you know, bringing myself back to life midi midichlorian bullshit. You know, it was but, some Darth Plagueis stuff.
2: But you think Palpatine lived one life and died in Return of the Jedi and now has come back. He's not millennia old.
4: No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I think he because his whole existence was an obsession with you know, being having eternal life. Like that was his whole deal for all the movies. That's all you would just wanted to be immortal and control the universe forever. And so this is all part of his contingency plan on you know if he was killed. I mean that's what makes sense to me with his character.
1: Um, but they, these clones should be hot though, right? <laughs> okay. I don't know if I I don't feel super strongly about the other two um, dislike things that I wrote on my phone. Like right, this is like the day after we saw the movie, so these are <laughs> these are ice cold takes. At the time, I could be persuaded. I didn't feel like there was a lot of memorable set pieces, and by set pieces, I mean entertaining sequences that really strongly interact with the environment. Like I think, I think back to the original trilogy, you got the Hoth battle or the stuff on Endor with the speeders or the Death Star battle at the end. Even in Last Jedi, I'm a big fan of the Canto Bite chase with the weird creatures. But in this one, like, when they went to Space Burning Man, mm-hmm. whatever we want to call it, I was like, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with this set piece. Like, what kind of action sequence they're going to do with this location. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're going to leave, and we're going to go to the desert, do a chase scene.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: we're like, there's a part where it's like, we're just jumping planet, 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 planet. I, I could be persuaded that there's a pretty good set piece with maybe the, deaths, the, the fight on the wreckage of the Death Star. That's kind of cool. But I I, I like it. I think the thing is yeah for me it's it's too much planet jumping I want them to stay f- more focused on planets and have bigger set pieces that more interact with the like they're there for a reason it's for the for the action but uh,
3: yeah
2: I mean the movie has a pretty relentless pace uh, you, I feel like you don't get really settled in at anywhere, not even from an action set piece point of view, just from a story, like they're on a search to find a thing that'll give them another thing that'll help them find the thing that they're looking for. So there's so many steps removed on this quest, and they're going to so many different planets. Um, and I and I think on top of making the action scenes memorable, it comes back to bite them when they do blow up one of those planets. Like for me, I was like, okay, which planet was that? Okay, that was uh, the Zori Bliss planet. Oh no, I guess Babu Freak maybe died. And then he didn't. So it's like I I didn't give a fuck about that like, planet. That Last
1: Jedi had only a few planets and we're there's a lot of attention to detail on those planets uh-huh. with the salt planet and Luke's little bird shit island and stuff. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and 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 you're I agree with everything you're saying. But I oh, like I like that there's these two kinds of movies. Like I like that last, uh, like I love that Last Jedi is slow and methodical, and we're talking to everybody. But I also like that this movie is like. Hold on to your butts for the first hour, you know, jumping here, jumping there. Like I really enjoyed that part of that contrast, and I like that both those movies can exist, and I don't think one's necessarily better than the other, and all movies should be this way or that way, you know. Like I, I, I had a lot of fun in that first hour of this movie, jumping all over the place and not being able to catch everything. And you know, it was cr- I thought it was cool. I mean, it was.
1: Even though I complain about the planet jumping, I will admit that part where they keep warping. It was kind of cool to see. Like, there's so many different kinds of places in Star Wars. Look at all these exotic locations. And and sometimes it, it is a little fun just getting like a little piece of it. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. It, it was kind of interesting to see so many planets. But at the same time, like, this is a
4: lot like the fourth desert planet now. I don't know. Yeah. Did you guys know that the first, uh, the first planet Kylo Ren's on is Mustafar?
1: I heard that, yeah. I liked that, actually, because it's like, oh, Mustafar is more than just that volcano. It
4: has some trees.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well,
4: well, John. The reason it's changing is you'll have to play Vader Immortal, the virtual reality series, to find
1: out why it's changing. Just like- oh, so it didn't have trees at the time
4: of Revenge of the Sith? Well, Darth Vader kind of... Or the Emperor kind of fucked that planet up. Kind of. But isn't the growth of trees better than just a uh, volcano wasteland? No, yeah, that's what well, I'm saying. Like, you know... Capitalism and all that stuff kind of fucked it up before. That's why it was like a volcano because of mining and stuff, and and it's get, it's going it's been healing for thirty years or
1: whatever. Okay, and my my last um dis- dislike is I would have liked to see a few more stories. What <laughs> porgs? We got porgs. I was okay with. I didn't think we'd get any porgs, man. I went wearing my porg shirt, and I was like, "This is a lost cause." And then we saw some. Yes. <laughs> so that was that was fine. Uh, not enough uh, surprises in, in the story, in the storytelling, or, or the narrative, the structure. I think back to the other movies where I would like to think—maybe I'm wrong here—that every Star Wars movie has like a big surprise, like, "Oh, Vader's your father," or in Return of the Jedi, now Vader's going to be the hero and he's going to help. Or even in Force, your sister. Yeah. Or in Force Awakens, Rey has the Force. I don't think people saw that coming, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Or Last Jedi. Um, oh, we're going to kill off Snoke. You thought he was the bad guy? No, we're killing him off. But I was trying to think, what's the big surprise in here? Is it the Palpatine one? The one that everyone saw coming? Like, the one that's the first happened? line of
2: the opening crawl?
4: I'm trying to think, are there any other big
1: well, I, shockers
2: I in it this was, movie?
4: I think it's supposed to be you are a Palpatine, oh, but that, that fell part. so flat. Like, I guess it's yeah. supposed to be that I, It was too early in the movie Or mm. it was just the way it was delivered Or written I don't know It just it doesn't land at all
1: But because it was introduced so early In the movie I feel like I know where the movie is going the whole time I'm like okay now we gotta, gotta yeah. kill Palpatine Gotta kill Palpatine, gotta Palpatine I think back to when Endgame came out And uh, they killed off Thanos In like the first ten minutes You're like well where the fuck is this going now and the same with, like, Last yeah. Jedi, when they kill off Snoke's like, I have no idea where these movies are going. There wasn't any sense of surprise. Once they, once they revealed the Palpatine thing, I, it seemed so inevitable where it was heading.
4: Like, I, I thought they though could have thrown don't...
1: in one more thing in there. Yeah. And
4: it's like, even though I don't really like the decision, like, what if Palpatine was the one who revealed it or something? You know, Mm -hmm. like When they got there, you
2: know Yeah, instead his reveal is I want you to kill me because then I can Take over your body Is that right? Is that what his plan was?
4: Yeah, like Yeah, something like that (laughs) I I mean, I thought it was kind of a cool A cool canon thing that like Okay, well, maybe the reason Why, you know, there's The Sith, there are only two of them at a time Because like, you know they're continuousing the power of all the ones previously, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool, but yeah, I, di- I didn't. His whole his whole motivation was kind of convoluted. But
1: back to what I was talking about with surprises in each movie, the whole surprise of you're actually related to is now the third time we've done it because we also found out in Force Awakens. No, so I didn't include that as one of my surprises when it's like, oh, you're Han Solo's. Son, because mm-hmm. they already did yeah. this. They, we already found out in the original trilogy, Luke, you're related to Vader. It's like it's the same trick again. I want to see a new kind yeah. of surprise.
4: With 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 Kylo, I don't think that's so much of a surprise. as is just like setting up the character. Like I don't think that was really all crazy. three. Oh,
1: like both of these movies, when they had that reveal, I, it's always followed by an eye roll for me. Same as in, in yeah. Into Darkness when we find out that John Harrison is calm. <laughs> and, she-
4: and that's why I kind of like. I wish and I think someone told me this is stupid probably like most things I come up with. <laughs> but I wish that Ray was some kind of Palpatine like you know not creation but I don't know like he had a hand in it just like he had a hand in creating Vader, you know, or whatever. You know, I think it would be a little more interesting if if what if what if there's a bunch of Rey heads in that vat with Snoke? <laughs> just something besides that'd be cool family. i would i'd
1: be on board with that it's insane but that's kind of why i would like something like that
2: you are you what yeah. would you have been okay if it was I'm like saying, i i could sense that the force was strong in you from the moment you were born that's why i had your parents killed that's yeah, why...
4: something like that just exactly so like we we know there's a reason she's powerful but it doesn't have to be family you know like i i, that, I think that's awesome like you know Palpatine could sense that she that she was the, you know, just like Snoke says in the Last Jedi, you know, w- we knew with Ben Solo or we knew with Kylo Ren, you know, the the dark rises and light to meet it, you know. So like, mm-hmm. so the that Force means Ray is the yeah the Ray oh yeah, oh well, I don't think he says that in Last Jedi. I
2: don't think he says that, but that that that's what I assume no, that, that title what, means, right?
4: No, well that's what, and that's kind of what it was but he does say that in last jedi when they when he brings ray in because he he thought that luke skywalker was the the light to meet it but it was mm-hmm. ray but it was ray and so and so i i mean i like i, I like that idea that he's you know because ray is the force awakens to meet kylo you know mm-hmm. and and what if palpatine just knew about it and was like we gotta kill this bitch yeah
2: in the same get way the that he here. he knew that anakin was the chosen one yeah. and so he, he's like my best move is to get him on my side
4: yeah
2: that said with her being a palpatine the big tension in the movie becomes how interested is she in becoming a dark side user and it's something that was sort of set up in the last jedi like uh like luke comments that she like dives right into the dark side well um and obviously, she has this attraction to Kylo. I don't. I never thought of it as a romantic connection, but a lot of people did. So, um,
4: I mean, I think it's. I. I don't think she had an attraction to Kylo. I think she has an attraction to Ben. Like she knows Ben's in there, and that's what she says in this movie. Like, I wanted to take your hand, but not your hand. The other guy's hand. You know.
2: But did. did did the movie do anything to convince you guys that Rey was going to go dark at all, at any point? No. Yeah. No. No. So why waste our time doing that? Like, why... Doing what? Like, setting that up. Like, having her go meet her dark side self. Uh, having this moment where it seems like they're trying to make you think, oh, she's going to choose to join Palpatine. and Forsake all her friends and kill everybody.
1: I mean, well, I guess to counter, did we ever think Luke was going to become evil in Return of the Jedi?
2: Well, at the time, yeah, just, it, when, you, when you see Return of the Jedi as a kid, and, yeah. and you think like, oh, once you use the dark side once, you're become a, a, a Sith. But,
1: but I don't think anyone ever thought Luke was going to turn, but they did it. But I guess the thing is, now we're doing it again. Yeah. <laughs>
4: so that's why, you can get away with it once. Yeah. Twice. Well, yeah, just like you can get away with saying womp rat once, and then like, <laughs> find another thing to say. If they said a new thing, people would get fucking pissed. They'd be like, what the fuck is that? There's like a million Star Wars things to say. There's not just one.
1: <laughs> some other things that I want to touch on before we finish this podcast. I wanna to touch on some of the supporting new new and returning supporting characters. Like Slugman. Yeah, what the, what the hell was Slugman? Who is that? What he is that? Fra- How do you his work in a Cla- spaceship
4: with no hands? <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's the joke. Okay. Did you fix that thing yet? he's like, <laughs> I guess he uses his mouth. What is his name?
1: Claude. Claude? That's a pretty normal Star Wars name. <laughs>
2: he's great. Okay, yeah, Claude gets a
1: 10 out of 10. Uh, what about... Probably Frick. Yeah, Babu Frick. Uh, what's the. How, does Babu Frick get a 10 out of 10? 11 out of 11 10. 11 out of 10 for <laughs> Babu Frick. Why does everyone like Babu Frick? I guess I like Babu Frick too. He's just a guy. He's got a good attitude. He's a puppet. He's got a funny voice.
4: I love when he speaks English. Yeah. Like, I love. It's like. I feel like it's the first Star Wars character that ever like. He speaks his own language, but every once in a while, he'll throw in an English phrase. And poorly. <laughs> Wouldn't
2: it be freaky if Chewbacca did that?
4: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Like he's got the vocal
4: cords to do it.
1: That'd be like you ever see those videos of dogs where they're like,
4: "Hello." <laughs> Chewbacca's <bark. laughs> "Friend." That was me saying "friend." <laughs> what if he? What if he did that when Leia died? <laughs> like, like, no, no. If, if, if this is Star Wars tradition, yeah, he has to go. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did you guys know that Babu Freak is played by Shirley Henderson, the actress who plays the Moaning Myrtle ghost in yeah, Harry I Potter 7?
4: I saw that the other day. Interesting.
2: Good for her. Busy. Another bit
1: of fun casting. J.J. Abrams as Dio. How you guys like Dio, the new robot friend?
2: Um, up until right now, I forgot Dio is in the movie.
1: <laughs> it's like, how many other cute little friend droids we need to throw into this thing? I mean, he, he yeah, definitely... to have at least one. Yeah, he, had, he contributed to the plot. And he's kinda cute. I don't know. It's just we already got enough little robot guys. Wait, wait, wait.
2: Let me try to remember this. So they go to get the knife yes. so they can find the wayfinder. Yes. And on the way on the ship. The ship where they find they find the knife with the snake. But then they go up to the ship and that's where Dio is?
4: I think so, right? Yeah, the wayfinder is on the wayfinder's on the ship.
2: The wayfinder's the on ship, the ship. The wayfinder's the not Dio. Was...
4: No, the Wayfinder is the triangle thing. No 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 no. The Wayfinder is on the Death Star. But the guy remember Lando says that Luke and Lando back in the day were hunting this Jedi hunter or whatever, which is uh-huh. the guy that killed Ray's parents. With the dagger. And that's his ship.
2: Yeah. From the flashback.
4: Yeah, and so that droid belonged to that bad guy uh-huh. and which is why they're like saying like he's an abused droid.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: okay and so that's why he has like knowledge of something or other i can't remember what he what he told everybody
2: yeah i i want to say that like he also had the map like they didn't need the wayfinder or something but i mean i'm just making that up uh he had something i think he like he he had the
4: information that 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 the wayfinder was on uh the water moon of endor oh right because
2: the Because they couldn't use the knife to know that. Yeah. But then they had to go to the other planet to get C-3PO's mind erased so that he could speak Sith anyway.
4: It all makes sense. I just don't remember.
1: (laughs) And when they go to that planet, we also get to meet Zori Bliss. Did you like that relationship she has with Poe? That was fun. I wish she took her helmet off. She took the visor up. <laughs> I, yeah, I the just, reverse Jordy. I need to know it's the celebrity,
2: though.
1: <laughs> you could tell it was her when she.
2: I looked up. She at, might have
1: a Snoke face. I don't know what's under there. I looked up an interview <laughs> with
2: Carrie Russell where she talked about she liked wearing the helmet so much she like didn't even take it off between takes. She was just in the helmet all day. Wow, she's like Daft Punk. <laughs> I love these stories about uh, like actresses who typically have to wear like sexy costumes who love getting to wear just like sci-fi stuff. I remember the same stuff with Evangeline Lilly, where when she started playing the Wasp, and she was like, "This is the most comfortable costume I've ever gotten to wear in a movie," <laughs> even though everyone else complains about superhero costumes being so tight and uncomfortable.
4: Or uh, even Gwendolyn Christie.
2: Oh yeah, sure. Although I don't she's think
4: she's just a stormtrooper
2: she wasn't wearing like s- I, sexy armor in game of thrones either
4: yeah but i mean like yeah she she always commented that she liked that it was just a stormtrooper outfit yeah. well it's the most it fabulous
2: was, stormtrooper outfit though.
4: yeah but it wasn't like didn't have like sweet boobs or anything <laughs> <laughs>
1: or, like where like guns come out of like nasty powers <laughs> yeah Ooh, or a machete 2, Machete kills or whatever. <laughs> Sofia Vergara's bullet bra. Good weapon. Moving through the uh, supporting uh, cast, there is also Janna, which we mentioned earlier. Did you oh, guys? Oh yeah, like Lady her? Finn. Lady
4: Finn. Yeah, I, I felt like that was all pretty. Uh, whatever. Yeah, it's
1: it all
4: right. It's so funny because like I, I watched this movie and I. Like I watch Finn's storyline and then I read John Boyega's comments about The Last Jedi
2: and I'm like, I liked your story way better in The Last Jedi. Yeah, you did a lot of things in The Last Jedi. You had to make up your mind. You made choices. Yeah. Here you're just yeah, along for like, the ride. I don't, I don't
4: know why he's talking shit about The Last Jedi. It's like, okay.
2: I do wonder like, how, I, how much, because, I mean, no, nothing sincere. I do wonder how much <laughs> they've been directed to like distance this movie from the last Jedi to try to win people back in yeah.
4: I, I don't think it was a direction but I think JJ was trying his best to please everyone you know yeah with, with you know and, and I I genuinely think that JJ respects and enjoys like he said like oh that's not what I would have done but I think as a filmmaker he really respects Ryan Johnson and mm-hmm. I didn't see any latent things that he's just a different guy making a different movie that's all it is and, and there's nothing wrong with that inherently okay
2: except that he's a setup man and they were calling for a closer
4: yeah yeah
1: whatever <laughs> moving on from janna we have her new friend and maybe lover lando guys lando is back how do we feel about lando Lando's- being back
4: Lando's banging her.
1: That that's night. a that's a weird scene.
4: It is bizarre. It's got a
1: weird energy to it. <laughs> Let's find out. Well, it's like Lando only.
4: Out. Lando only has sex energy. That's the only energy he has.
1: I feel like in uh, Empire he had betrayal energy. There's nothing <laughs> sexy
4: about that. It wasn't a sexy betrayal. Well, he, well, he was trying to be sexy like the entire time. He's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I guess so. He doesn't take no from an a- for an answer, you know. He keeps trying with Leia. When he's like,
1: I did really like Sando so popping up in the movie. It was
2: fun. Billy Dee looked yeah, good. It
1: was. Fun. He's he's a good character.
2: Yeah. Although I wonder how much he can stand because they've had Not him in much. a costume for all of his walking I mean, scenes. He's in his eighties. So he walks space. with a cane these yeah. days. The fact that he's he doing anything. With the king.
4: Yeah, he can't stand. I was surprised how, I mean, he looks a lot. You know, this is probably a little CG, a little makeup. Yeah, but, I mean, he lo- he looked good in the movie, mm-hmm. way better than he does in real life. <laughs> uh he- His voice seemed a little cleaned up.
2: Yeah, I I thought it was nice because I definitely felt like it was weird that the other characters were all back and Lando was just not in the first in the Force Awakens. Um. So it's a shame it took him to the third movie, but
1: it was nice to see him. It's also a shame it took him this long to get Wedge back on board. I remember them asking like uh, that actor about being in the other movies. And he's like, "I'm not interested." Yeah, fuck that guy. But now Don't he's know, fine. Yeah. He's finally interested. they finally gave him the role a... he wanted? Did he have a British accent?
4: Did I know he... the actor's British. Yeah, but... did he
1: not in the original movie?
4: He did not have a British accent. I mean, he had like
1: one line, and it sounded pretty British. I know, but he's he probably like, forgot that Mendo. he's supposed to be British.
2: So that brings up the the point that I wasn't going to bring up that there was that clear division of English accents equals bad guys <laughs> in the <laughs> original trilogy, and this move, this series had subverted it so far with having Ray have a British accent. Um, but now we know she has a British accent because she's a Palpatine. Um. So maybe, maybe I don't, I don't think she
4: has an accent because her grandpa that she she's she, she's never met. Yeah, grandpa.
2: but her parents are also Palpatines. Why
4: does Leia have a British accent randomly in two scenes in the first? Movie? Yeah, that's an excellent question. She I'm sure there's a has canon has explanation. Has a British accent. The canon, the canon explanation, if you want it, <laughs> is that that's her like fancy Coruscant political.
2: Accent. Oh, she she's code switching.
4: She's talking to Tarkin, so she's trying to like, you know, meet him on his level or whatever.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Also in this movie is Richard E. Grant. I don't think we need Uh to touch on
2: much there. He's playing the stuffy
1: British guy. Bad man.
2: Yeah, it seems like they wanted you to maybe think he was the spy, but did anyone think that ever? No. I didn't even think
4: about it until the the Huck scene happened. I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Yeah. Yeah, he's where he's just a British, British guy.
1: Uh-huh. No one ever cares about these characters. Nope. Except for Grandma <laughs> Tarkin. <laughs> Grandma Tarkin. I guess I kind of like Ben Mendelsohn in Rogue One.
2: Oh, sure, but he's like the villain of the movie. That's yeah. different. That's he's not just, just random yeah, general. He's <laughs> not, he's not How much he's do you care su- about Admiral Piet? <laughs> he's not somebody's bitch. Elliot, the guy, <laughs> just put a bitch. I always
4: feel like Admiral Piet's like a pretty good guy. <laughs> just because he good doesn't guy. die. He's the one that, like, in Return of the Jedi is like, I was gonna let him through. Like, mm-hmm. Checks out. Yeah, he's just, he just seems like a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's just
2: doing his job. Night guy, nice guys he's don't just, always finish last. He's letting people through the shields. You
4: know? <laughs> I mean, he gave. You know, he could have been a dick and be like, "No, you know, we need to search your shuttle or whatever."
2: But mm-hmm. he just, he was like, oh, "I was gonna let him through." He seemed like you know, seemed nice. it's all right. Seemed nice. They're flying very casually. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is that it for
1: Uh, For supporting characters? Yeah, I guess
4: that's it for supporting. What about the return of Han Solo?
1: That was weird, but I I was just so distracted by like I was like, man, Harrison Ford's looking good. I'm ready for this next (laughs) Indiana Jones. That's all I could think about. So I was okay with it because he just looked good, man. I don't that really care about... Story. Like, I'm sure some people complain about, like, uh, what the fuck is this? He's not a force ghost. He doesn't have a force. So, I don't care. I, I, well, I,
4: well, they explain it. Oh, I'm afraid they did.
2: What's the explanation?
4: Well, I mean, he, he... He's a... He's not a... It's not really him. It's just Ben's memory. Yeah. He's...
2: I mean, I, I don't think any anyone really actually
1: thinks it's a ghost, because when ghosts are in this movie, they're all blue.
2: I think it's yeah. a great I mean, compromise, because... Obviously, the big moments with Kylo Ren should have been also with Leia. And they didn't shoot those. They didn't write those. They had nothing with Carrie Fisher where that could have worked. And so really the only person... I mean, they could have had those scenes with Luke's force ghost instead. But they, I guess, just ended on a bad note. And uh, I I I thought Han was a good compromise. And I liked liked that scene too. Yeah.
4: I mean, the, that Force Awakens scene, even though, yeah, you can see it coming from a million miles away, that was my favorite scene. in that movie, like him touching Kylo's face is like... Makes you cry? I don't know. I, yeah, like that was, that was awesome. And to have that scene play out again with, you know, he's remembering, the, you know, I, I wish I could have done the right thing back then.
1: What about Luke's Force Ghost? He's not looking too good, guys. He's looking, How does uh, his hair get so damn long? He's looking long. He's looking kind
4: of.
1: Kind of. His Force Ghost
4: looks like. His Force Ghost looks like he didn't have to train very hard for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he made a big deal about.
2: I was surprised. I was really expecting Mark Hamill to have a much bigger part in this movie than he did.
1: I, I was thinking they were just going to bring him back.
2: Yeah, I thought he was—he was gonna. I mean, the rise of Skywalker—it seemed really like oh, like the second coming. <laughs> okay, yeah, so Jesus. Oh, that'd
1: have been so good if he was just Jesus.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that. so so when when Ben is talking about how like like you can't go back, just like I can't go back, like it's it kind of establishes that Kylo wasn't. It's not the point that he's so evil. It's just like he doesn't feel like. He Like, it'll be so embarrassing for him to go, to try to ask for forgiveness. Like, that's really who he is. He's not... The real villain is cancel culture. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't thinking that. No, but, like, you know, you you ever done something where, like, okay, I'm too... I'm never talking to that person I burnt that bridge. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I, I... I enjoyed that. That made it realistic for me for him to for him to come back as Ben Solo because he was never really fully gone, you know.
2: Okay. Yeah, which is what Luke said in the Last Jedi. Yeah. No one's ever really gone. Yeah, exactly.
1: No
4: one's ever really gone, Carrie Fisher. (laughs) Sorry, I really (laughs) like all the Kylo Ben stuff. Yeah. Well, here's the here's the other thing we need to talk about is what did you think of leia's story flawlessly integrated into this film <laughs> yeah.
2: seamless perfect execution
4: 10 <laughs> well, 10, i mean, I mean more the like leia's head. leia's uh the reveal of leia being you know training with luke and and the, her lightsaber and all these things it was dumb as hell that flashback yeah, is all about it. It looks so bad. Love it. Love it so bad. They look so bad.
1: It's like, they why do they suddenly so look so young? I just don't like seeing them do flips.
4: I hate flips. <laughs> no more flips. See, th- this is this is this is a, an exact, beautiful, uh, illustration of the biggest problem with Star Wars and like the reason it's so toxic. It's because John and I can both love Star Wars, (laughs) but we love it for so different reasons. Like, the problem with Star Wars, and I feel like this is going to be Disney's problem forever, is that everyone... Star Wars means very specific things and very different specific things to so many people that you'll never have a movie that people like because they like all the different things from it.
3: It's like America, really.
4: Yeah, it's it's like you're you're looking at like <laughs> I love that John hates that. <laughs> I think the reason I hate what
3: became
1: of Jedi's cuz I feel like even the prequels as rubbed off on the current movies. It's impossible not to. They they were they're big. Um, is I think back to like the roots of Star Wars and I think back like George Lucas like Flash Gordon, old serials, samurai films, mm-hmm. this old school just fantasy action. And I just feel like flips has no place
0: in <laughs> <laughs> This I is love classic flips.
1: mythic storytelling. I don't like people turning into flubber and jumping all around everywhere. <laughs>
4: I think it's cool.
1: Yeah, there's the other side of the conversation. It's cool. <laughs> I, I I Save flips for the Matrix. I'm okay with flips in the matrix. Sean, what do you think about flips?
2: <laughs> um I think that the best lightsaber fight in the entire franchise is the one in the Phantom Menace, and that one does have a few flips in it. <laughs> so I it's guess I'm okay flips. with flips.
4: When we watched it, Nicole walked in well, it was really just me watching it, and Nicole walks in. And she's like, God, I hate this fight. She hates the fight because they do, like, the, they, like, you know, they're, like, fighting and then they spin around and, like, it's almost like a dance, you know? They're, like, extend their arms and, like, it's hard to describe. Like, like they're
2: swinging to hit each other's lightsabers instead of swinging to hit each other's bodies.
4: (laughs) No, no, like, they're, they're swinging to hit each other's lightsabers, but then they do this, like, like they end the sequence with a like a a show off like stance mm-hmm. and she's like, "What the hell are they showing off?" <laughs> <laughs> i I'm, I'm,
2: I'm i i'm I'm, I'm but you can just be like, well, they're not just fighting with lightsabers, they're fighting with the force, so they gotta they gotta do force stuff too you you know what's going on, you don't feel it, you don't have the force like they, i mean
4: that that's my least favorite part about all these movies is the lightsaber fights I don't think. Daisy Ridley's, Ridley's particularly gifted in that area. Um, I mean, neither was Mark I, Hamill in the original movie. Oh God, he's the most unathletic person <laughs> I've ever like. watching just like watching Return of the Jedi when he's on Jabba's barge, he is swinging that thing like he doesn't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> he's just like, I don't even think there's a blade on it, like, like a prop blade. He's just like flailing around randomly. I guess my thing, when I think mm-hmm. back to the original
1: trilogy, I'm not one of those people who's like, the best fight is in A New Hope, because of what it meant. But in a way, yeah. like I think back to those original movies, and I think the thing is, maybe it's not so much the flips, is I just don't care about the lightsaber fights at all, because what makes any of those scenes interesting are not the fights. It is what's it is what's going on emotionally between the characters at that time. The fights, are, The swords are just like a little bonus. It's more of like a conversation with swords.
3: Whereas yeah, I feel like I, it and I agree. I agree with, I agree with that. Like,
4: m- probably my favorite is *Empire Strikes Back* because it's cool fighting and well, and *Return of the Jedi*. Yeah, but I feel I feel like and Darth the, Vader's throwing sequels, boxes at Luke. That's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like in the sequel trilogy, it's like it's kind of lame fighting, and they're not really saying anything to each other. Yeah, like they're not really. I don't know. There's nothing stuff happens at the end of the fights but it's not really you know it's kind of the worst of both worlds well but that's
2: what's cool about last set is they just fight those guards and it's just like hey we're just gonna kill these fucking assholes all about that throw that one guy in the thing and his guts have you seen like
4: have you you, oh sean sean yeah Uh (laughs) uh-huh have you seen like the breakdown where it's like like the praetorian guards like not even like holding he like the knife disappears it's like the stupidest thing ever
2: yeah, that's like I was saying with Phantom S. I don't give a shit about choreography. I just want it to look cool and feel cool. Yeah, but it's like it's like he could have killed Ray like ten times, but he's just like he doesn't just because like whatever you know. Maybe he's secretly on Ray's you know, side.
4: You, do, 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 do you know what I'm saying, Sean?
2: I understand what you're saying.
4: It doesn't even. He could have like killed her so easily because she fucking sucks.
1: He had. Yeah. It. I like this guy.
4: Character I'm workshopping.
1: Oh yeah, so we talked about. We we we, do we want to say anything more about Carrie Fisher? It's weird. It's not. It's you
2: know. It's it's kind of what we feared. Uh, It's kind of what I expected. It's fine. Like I'm I'm imagining,
4: like when Chris Terrio talked about how she had a ton more scenes with Rose. How bad they must have been. Like, <laughs> I guess what we got is what made the movie. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah, it was probably. You know, they did their best.
2: I think the, the thing is they really wanted to do right by her, and so they give her the moment where she reaches out to Ben, which allows Ray to stab Ben. And that's the most confusing moment in the whole movie for me because I'm not sure what's happening there. I'm not sure if leia is distracting kylo ren so that ray can kill him i'm not sure if she's like reaching out to ray uh it sounds like she's reaching out to ben
4: she's trying to save ben
2: uh uh-huh so let's talk about the ending of the movie um so palpatine has his master plan of let ray kill me and then i get to be ray uh because she's my descendant and therefore just as powerful in the force as I am. Um, but Ben shows up and he kills the Knights of Ren. Um, and so Palpatine changes his plan to absorb the energy out of Ben and Rey mm-hmm. and then shoot up in a space as lightning that hits all the good guy ships. Nice. 100% of them.
4: Nice. 100% accuracy. That was ridiculous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See,
4: like, my thing is, and, you know, of course John and I are going to disagree on this, but if if, if you're going to have, like, a crazy, ridiculous thing happen, I would rather it be flips than <laughs> shooting all ships in the sky with lightning. Yeah. But I feel like that's also JJ's, like, he's going to acknowledge the prequels exist, but when it comes down to it, this is his return of the Jedi, so he's going to use lightning. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it would be more, like, I don't know, inclusive of him to like, do th- other things that Palpatine's known for. Yeah. Know? Yeah, Not just the, his the one other thing, thing that he's you known like for the That one movie.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's a, a missed opportunity to show off something new because we already had a scene in this movie of someone shooting a ship with lightning. Um, yeah. And I really liked that scene. I thought that was very effective and shocking. Uh, <laughs> and the shocking because of the electricity. The only thing that's disappointing to me was that it seems like she's just killed Chewie, and then the movie's immediately like, hey, don't worry, Chewie's still alive. That would have been a good
1: surprise. Kill Chewie. I was floored the first time I saw They should have killed Chewie, and then well, him and
2: Han are Force Ghosts at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um. But then Ray picks up both the lightsabers, and mm-hmm. for the third time in his life, Palpatine gets fucked up by his own lightning being blasted back into him. <laughs> uh, yeah. apparently, apparently this time it's it's for keeps. Oh yeah. Melts his face off. Very Indiana Jones. <laughs> and again, it's like they it could have done something else. Like she like like, what if Rey had found a way to cut Palpatine off from the Force without killing him, or you know, any any? There, there's an infinite world of possibilities of how they could end this. But they're like, well, what did they do in Return of the Jedi? Well, he, he shoots himself with his lightning, and gets thrown in a hole, and this one like, we well, we'll, we'll go we'll go for that hard PG-13 and just have him get fully disintegrated with the lightning.
4: Or <laughs> she. So one thing. And that's know- the whole thing about like it has to be lightning. It has to be lightning because that's what. I remember liking about Palpatine in Return of the Jedi, so it has uh-huh. to be lightning. Okay, alternative ending to the movie. Uh-huh. What's
1: the one thing we know that Palpatine likes to do in his spare time? Go to operas. Go to the okay. opera. If she starts singing oh, opera oh. music to him, he's so moved he decides to that. I mean, he's gonna be a good grandpa. <laughs> That's alternate ending. I,
4: yeah, I want to hear Ray say... I want, to, I want to hear him sing that opera from Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing we know he likes to do.
1: And then the, all the guys in the Coliseum start singing along.
2: Blue George Yo-wee. Lucas is there.
4: Yo-wee.
1: I like that. What That's do we think version. about all the voices? It was
4: fine. It was cool. I liked it. I mean, you know. Don't you think those voices were doing flips, like, the whole time? <laughs> <laughs>
2: They're, like, flipping around. Yeah, it was fun because it was for the fans. I was fine
1: with it. I don't know. I don't... Sean, did you not like it?
2: I mean, at that point, I didn't care anymore, but it ties into my... I absolutely didn't care. My same nice complaint. That it's, um, this is all bonus content. Yeah. This
1: movie's bonus content. <laughs> Special features. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about this movie. That's why I don't hate this movie or anything. I have a lot of problems with it, but it's like, well, it's an impossible situation. There's some fun stuff in it. Just bonus
2: content. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the act of holding up two lightsabers and shooting lightning back into Palpatine seemingly kills Rey. Um, but Ben is able to come back, and he uses the Force Healing... Which is a light side ability, so he's he's fully on the light side now. If we're going by video game rules, I don't know if that's exactly. I was going
0: to say that. <laughs> um,
2: and uh, and unlike when Ray healed people, because I guess Ray's fully dead, um, Ben dies from doing the force healing, uh, but they do get to share a quick kiss, and he gets to turn into a force ghost. So lucky him. Although we don't see his force ghost
1: Yeah how come
4: he wasn't there at the end I guess he's that not a another Skywalker. thing that's an, well, That was another thing uh, Chris Terrio talked about in that interview Is they like debated for hours and hours About who should show up at the very end And they <laughs> just thought it was The most powerful That it's just you know
1: Were any you guys Sorry, to but teachers. Were any of the guys in the back of your mind thinking she's going to turn and see like everyone's Force Ghost. like every <laughs> oh, like Yoda? And that's everybody? what I was
4: hoping. I was like, let's Force Ghost party. So let's go.
2: I, I do. I like. I I'd, I'd like to end with the ending of this movie because I do have a problem with it too. I mean, we talked about the name thing, um, but and 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 how my my belief is that the family that matters to Rey is the Resistance allies she has, not the Skywalkers. Um, so she's just like, fuck the Skywalkers. My name is Ray Resistance Family.
1: My name is Ray Friends.
2: <laughs> My name's just Ray. Um, no, I, I think the decision to go to Tatooine is a decision for, hey, this, is, this ties into the poetry, it rhymes thing more than it does make any sense for the character. Because Tatooine is a planet that Anakin was enslaved at, that Leia was enslaved at that Luke only wanted to leave the entire time he was there. It's just a planet that no one would have a good association with. Uh, it's a desert planet, which is something Rey has a negative association with because of her time on Jakku. I just don't get the decision of I'm going to go there and bury their lightsabers privately well in, a, in an unmarked grave, so no one will know that, except for me. But if you think yeah. of it from a, hey... The the original trilogy started on and ended on Tatooine. I guess it didn't end on Tatooine. It just started there. But the the prequel trilogy ended on Tatooine and started there, sort of in the middle.
4: Yeah, it's a little on the nose. Like another awesome thing about the Last Jedi is when Luke dies, there's two sons.
2: That's cool. Yeah.
4: But it's just a it's just a like it's just a hint. Yeah. It's just a little pinch of.
2: Oh, it's so fucking good
4: <laughs> <laughs> This is a little This is you know Kind of my same problems with that Episode of Mandalorian Is like This is like beating me over the head with Remember Star Wars Remember remember <laughs> Like I like I like to remember things I just don't need to be bludgeoned to death <laughs> With them you know yeah, I love to subtly remember things. It's like my favorite thing. That's why I love most of The Mandalorian. It's like, yeah, so much shit in there I remember. But it's just little things here and there. Mm-hmm. Like the like the loath cat, Sean. Remember the loath cat? The
2: loath cat. No. I don't. There's
4: a... In the episode The Village, where he meets Cara Dune. Yeah. And there's like a weird cat, Baby Yoda, like... Yeah. yeah like, hisses at him. Uh huh. That's like a Dave Filoni anime. It's from Animation. It's like from the main planet on Rebels.
2: Oh, well, that's why I don't so remember cool. it, because I don't remember much so of that's... Rebels. Yeah. I think that wraps up our Last Jedi conversation and, and opens up the John's Goofs corner that everyone's been waiting oh, for. Oh, no. So you,
3: you mean the Rise of Skywalker? You, just... you said The Last yeah. Jedi. Ah. <laughs> uh you just, well, you just only, much rather talk about that. i just much rather
2: talk about there's that. There's only show.
1: three goofs written on the uh, IMDb Star Wars Rise of Skywalker page. And I'm, I gotta say, I'm pretty disappointed. Also, one of them <laughs> is incorrectly regarded as a goof. Uh, so I don't even know if that's worth reading. The two goofs uh, on the IMDb page are... One is character error. On Kef Burr, the Millennium Falcon is landed by sideways ramming it into a hill, leaving a trail of destruction... Due to the landing gear being defective, the Falcon, however, always had vertical takeoff and landing capabilities, so this harsh landing is unnecessary.
2: Oh, well, but maybe they just crashed and they weren't landing. Oh, well, not oh, well, one hundred twenty-three people this a... found this interesting, John.
4: <laughs>
3: Answer to that. Okay, they,
4: they they should have just they shouldn't have said landing gear because that doesn't make it. It's just sticks that stick out of the bottom. <laughs>
1: This other one is uh, a plot hole. Apparently, this is one we actually already talked about. Encoding the Sith Wayfinder's position in the dagger shape is a rather useless undertaking. At first, one has to stand within a very small margin at an exact spot on the shore, and second, the Sith must assume that the mangled Death Star ruins, exposed to a very rough sea, stay very much the same for a
4: long time. Yeah, fair
1: enough. Yeah,
2: the Force. Uh, yeah,
4: I I think that's very. Easily rectified by the force. And my defense is well, and like you have to point it at a certain spot. Like if she walks, you know, if she just like moves her head a little bit, it doesn't look the same.
2: Yeah, and also it just points at a section of the Death Star ruins. Like it doesn't say what room. The Death Star is the size of a small moon. That's a long distance (laughs) for her to cover. But it's right there. It's right there.
1: Do I even need to read Incorrectly Regarded as Goof? Because then that means someone wrote a goof, but then someone says that this is not a goof.
2: <laughs> read it. I think you got to read it, Joe. Incorrectly
1: Regarded as Goofs. 186 people found this interesting. Finn claims the Second Battle of Endor was where the Last War ended. In actuality, in the canon-expanded universe, the war went on for another year, culminating with the Battle I of ju- What was that?
4: Hell yeah. Battle, Battle of, of G2, G2, that's what... That's what I thought exactly, my line of thought when he said
1: that in the movie (laughs) Culminating with the Battle of Jakku and the subsequent Imperial Surrender As Disney spearheaded their own Expanded Universe and undid all that had come before it's odd they'd make this mistake However, the Battle of Endor was effectively where the Empire was defeated by the Rebel Alliance and the Emperor and Vader were both killed thus closing the original trilogy Further minor skirmishes with the remnants of the Empire and Expanded Universe spinoff materials don't count
4: that just sounds like a pissed off expanded universe legends <laughs> guy. Well, I, think, uh, I don't understand these people at all. That's the most popular goof on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, of course, because it's a bunch of fucking idiot legends idiots.
3: You're not, you're not, like, with, you're not
1: down with those guys? Can't... Oh, God.
4: <laughs> they think that like, for some reason like you're not allowed to read those stories or enjoy them anymore.
3: It's literally all fiction. It's all made up. It can be whatever you want it to be.
4: (laughs) For the purpose of making new movies, they cannot possibly try to line up with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of stories that all contradict each other (laughs) and don't make any sense, and most of them are bad. But... I I mean, I definitely get the feeling that, like, you know, there's a lot of things in this movie that, like, yeah, obviously J.J. doesn't care about comics or books or anything.
2: Mm-hmm. So, But I also feel like, like, he, Chewie, like he loves that vibe because this movie feels the most like the comics to any of the Star Wars movies I've ever seen. And I think that's
4: a, a big Chris Terrio thing. Oh. Uh-huh. like it, Like, he was, like, in the interview, he's talking about his, like, for, like, three months leading up to, like, while they were writing it, all he did was, like, watch the cartoons and read the comics. And <laughs> read a bunch of books. And he's like, yeah, it was pretty awesome. I just did, like, Star Wars research for three months.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I you could totally imagine in, in the context of a season of a show, like, we need to find the thing that will lead us to the Wayfinder, that will lead us to the Emperor. Makes sense as, like, well, we can make a little bit of progress in this each episode. Yeah. But as a movie, it's just exhausting. Yeah. Also, bringing up yeah, the battle of Jakku reminded me of I think a, a, a visual that symbolizes the whole movie to me, which is they show Jakku at the ending, and there's another Death Star falling to the Earth just behind the Death Star we saw Ray scavenging yeah. in the first movie. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, so it's just literally it's the same thing, but it's a second time.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I wish that we would have seen some other. Planets. Like we get, we get the two planets that are in Return of the Jedi, like the exact same mm-hmm. planets. You mean? You
1: mean you want returning planets, or new planets? Sure,
4: but like, like any of them. Like, I guess in the special edition they show like Coruscant and Naboo. Naboo, yeah. But I mean, I mean, I guess those are all the planets. Do they
2: show Bespin in this? Yeah, the Rise end, of Skywalker. That, that, yeah,
4: that, yeah, that's like the big. I thought it was Coruscant for a second, but it's Bespin. Like, why show Bespin? It's like a yeah. mining. It's not even like a planet. Maybe a nice shot of Hoth. It's like a little factory. <laughs> Some <laughs> Tauntauns looking at yeah, the sky make from much Hoth. Sense. But
2: yeah, it doesn't have to make sense. But, but, it's Star Wars. All,
4: yeah, all about Ewoks.
2: Yeah, all
4: about Ewoks. Colin got his precious Ewoks in.
2: Yeah, as always, we'll let Colin have the last word on the Rise of Skywalker.
3: Um, there are other movies you can go see that aren't Star Wars.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, <A lot>.
2: <laughs> You're repeating yourself too, just like the series.
1: This is I know. like Colin Yo, on the Last Jedi podcast it. when he said, "You know, there's actually good movies to go see right now, right?" <laughs> and then Nancy went do 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 do.
4: Just I mean, like it I lies. did that because it's poetry,
1: I it rhymes.
4: I I did that. <laughs> I don't have original self-aware. thoughts either. <laughs> well, I I did that because John told me about that moment. Oh, good. But but I don't know if Colin was actually being genuine or not. Um,
3: no, I I that was literally all I could think of. You know, it was just weird. Like I've seen a movie a day, like for the past week, because I'm just catching up with 2019 movies, and I just, uh, I just haven't thought about Rise of Skywalker since I saw it very much at all. I- I'm just like remembering it after seeing it with you guys.
2: Yeah, it's I- funny how even like Adam Driver has a bunch of other movies out right now, like The Report and Marriage Story. Like he don't give a fuck. <laughs>
4: I guess I mean I don't I don't view these films through a a movie lens. Uh, okay. Like I view it through like I, I enjoy this the lore and the world and the the you know this the oh, the story. I like I like stories in this setting. So when I get a really good movie like the last Jedi, I really enjoy it. I feel unique in in the fact that I, do, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not. I don't view these movies critically. Because <laughs> most of them don't make any sense and aren't very good. Well, there
2: you have it. <laughs> what you uh, throw it to me at the end? What what am I gonna fucking
3: add to Star Wars?
2: <laughs> I just feel bad. You're up so late at night. I wanted to give you a chance. Yeah, well,
3: but whatever. It's fine. They made some movies. Cool. Good job, guys. We did it.
2: <laughs> good job. It's, it's really hard to make a movie. Good job. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. to everybody Hell everyone yeah. Involved.
4: It's fucking hard to make a good movie. Uh,
2: go watch Adventures Endgame on Disney Plus streaming now. um So, <laughs> so this wraps up uh, the pick for the year 2019. The pick will be back in 2020 with a new season but we're not going anywhere. We have the Mildly Pleased Awards coming up next week uh, and plenty of top tens of both 2019 and the 20-teens best of the decade list uh, all coming out on mildlypleased.com. So go there, go subscribe to our podcasts by searching the word Mildly Pleased in iTunes or whatever else you use, and we'll be speaking to you next time.